And then they use their go-to guy, Alex Jones, because Alex has no filter. And they know this guy will reach millions of people. He's very animated and high energy and stuff. All we got to do is whisper in his ear and he'll, he'll run the touchdown for us. And Alex did. He had loose change on his show and every other dumbass. And he never had anyone serious. That's like, is he working for them or is he really just a useful idiot? Doesn't matter because the result's the same. But when, when they started talking about missile stuff, the Cheney thing disappeared. Where are the low value men? Like, what are, what are all the low value men up to during these trying times? Because the high value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm starting to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's hot. All right. I haven't seen. I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low value mail time with your host. Danny Polish What's happening? Everybody, welcome back. Not too loud for you to an all new episode of Low Value Mail on this Tuesday, September 12th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Um, so, started late. Ryan Dawson was supposed to be the guest. Unfortunately, he is uh, low audio. Uh, let me turn it up. He is totally MIA. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, I spoke to him yesterday. Said he was going to come on the show. Message him today. Uh, low volume mail, if you will. Hold on, let, me, let me crank it for you gents. There we go. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where he's at. Unfortunately, hopefully, maybe he'll join us uh, a little later on the show. I don't know. I don't know if he's maybe having computer issues uh, or what. But uh, yeah, this is this is the second time actually I've tried to have him on. The last time he also had to cancel. Uh, he had like family stuff the first time. I don't know uh, about this one. But anyways, unfortunately, for the time being, and maybe he'll maybe he'll. Uh, this is, did you say barely any louder? That didn't fix it? Seems pretty loud to me. Hold on, let me let me just... Oh, you know what? It's turned down a little bit. There we go. That's why. Guys, I, help me get a producer. Just please help me. Um, anyway, so he might join us. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, ho hopefully he joins us. If not, if not, this is just going to be the 9-11 show slash uh, open lines. And this will be the first episode. If he does not show up, this will officially be... Um, the first episode where I got last minute ghosted. So, uh, take that with what you, how you will. Hopefully he shows up. Hopefully he's just having some sort of tech issue. I know he's in Korea. He's not in Japan. He's in, he's in, um, Korea, but, uh, hopefully he's able to make it. Cause you know, he is, he knows very much about nine 11. He is the nine 11 guy. He's the guy. He's one of the guys. He is definitely one of the guys um, when it comes to a 911. We've actually, so, okay, I'm going to put a poll up right now. I'm going to put a poll up. So the Goob, uh, fan of the show, the Goob has been um, 
He's been wanting to come on and do alternate history. I don't know alternate history of what, but um, so I'm going to put up a poll while I get kind of the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, I'm going to put up a poll and you vote on it if you want to see the goob talk about alternate history. We'll do alternate history slash open lines. In the meantime, while we sort this out, um, Goob is a viewer. Yes, Goob is uh, Goob is almost... He, he's basically a civilian, uh, essentially. He, he is a civilian, the Goob. But uh, he's, been, he's been listening to the show since, since the jump, since the get-go. He, he's, I mean, he's, he's into some cool stuff, so he might, he might have something to, uh, to bring to the table, certainly. Um, yes, the phone lines are open. Give me one minute. So, anyways, before I start... Everybody, please like and subscribe. Help me get a producer. Once I hit a thousand su- subs, and you know we've been we've been kind of crawling up there. If you enjoy this show at all, and all the stupid other shit I do, like the bathhouse, crossing streams, all that stuff, and you got five bucks a month, throw me some, throw me five shekels. I don't know what the exchange rate is. Or alternatively, just like and subscribe and tell a friend. Honestly, that's just as good. Next week. We've got Mike Patterson from Sasquatch, Ontario, talking about Sasquatches. Tomorrow night, we are back with an all-new episode of The Bathhouse, live at 10.30 p.m. uh, from the Stan Comedy Club Green Room. That is going to be the last bathhouse for two weeks. We're not going to have another bathhouse until October 4th. we got Mike Figgs on the show TJ Francis, and one name is escaping me at the moment. But uh, because I will be going to Colorado and then to Skankfest. If any of you are going to be in Skankfest, uh, come come check out a show. And we got an after show tonight at 11 o'clock-ish uh, where we watch videos and stuff. All right, we got a caller. Let's just, it's open lines, everybody. So let's just, let's just do that. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Who am I speaking with? Uh, you're speaking with George. George, how's it going, man? Good, man. Am I on the show? Or am I, uh, you are on the show. You were live on the air, sir. You're the first caller of the what evening the on this, on this uh, open lines, audible evening. Some spooky things have been happening in, in uh, New York City. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Uh, I wonder if Ryan yeah, Dawson uh, was, looked me up and then he thought that I was uh, worked for the ADL. I mean, you like, think yeah. so? I mean, I don't know. He's definitely a little, you know, he looks into a lot of things. I don't know. It's kind of bummed out because. Yeah. I mean, I've been he's, trying to get him. Been, he's been bailing on a, he's been bailing on a lot of things lately. He, he just got into like a huge Twitter fight with like one of like, you know, platforms that have like promoted him and he goes back and says like, Hey, these guys are, you know, they never supported me. Everything else. When I get banned, I get banned from everywhere. And it's he like, does no, get banned from everywhere. Like five times. Part of he me does. is thinking like, like I hope that he does come on at some point during the rest of the night. Like I don't like I, I like his content for the most part. Like I do, and he he's has some interesting stuff, especially regarding nine yeah. eleven and stuff. He's but right, part, but uh, yeah, he's, he's right, right about, about a lot of shit. Exactly, exactly. And I'm you know he he, <laughs> he has like uh, something I'm willing to listen to. Although a lot of people were like goodbye to your channel for bringing him on. So who knows? Maybe this is yeah. a sign. From the YouTube gods, I don't know. You got to get to 999 subscribers and then not one more. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, no, he, he just kind of pushes it a little bit too hard. But yeah, like, which I, I mean, right I like about, that. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's, it, you know, 
it's not even just funny. He's right about most things that he says. It's just, you know, I don't know yeah. why he's kind of controversial. I know, I know back in the day he had like some scandals even before he, he like moved away to Japan. Yeah. He had some things that were kind of scandalous. Well, hopefully so, like, he, he'll come on at like some that. point and we can ask him. I hope so too. But yeah, Aaron not... Rodgers, sad football's over. Yeah. You know, I mean, I yeah. Know. You've had some good streams lately. I just discovered you pretty like not discovered you as a person like you're you and ryan long are long are hilarious dudes but i just found the stream pretty recently you guys you kill it you've had some like didn't you aren't you bringing on did you say you were bringing on adam curry soon adam curry no who's adam curry no that wasn't you i think no no, someone brought no no oh no someone no no i didn't say i'm bringing on adam curry someone recommended me to adam curry he's on my list of people i'm gonna try and get on uh, He'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I would like to get him on. He is he's he is on my list, but uh I have not spoken with him. But I do have some um some good guests uh lined up for sure. And yeah, I had Martin Shkreli in war mode the past couple of weeks. That's why I actually had somebody else Dude, booked for your, this week. Your war mode war mode was the fucking that was it. That was that yeah. show was great. Yeah, I know. Those guys, <laughs> Billy, those guys the the man. Sh- yeah, those guys don't they don't really do a lot of podcasts either. I think that's. I wish they did more. Yeah. No. Well, they do their own podcast. Yeah, Billy's like uh, Matt McCuster's brother. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I I got a message from somebody on the Patreon actually. Who? This is like so funny how some people are so like uh, like sleuths in like a creepy way, but someone like messaged me on on the Patreon and they were like, "Yeah, I watched Matt's special," and then in the credits. There was like a link, uh, like a name of like some music, like that did like the sound engineering. And he's like, and then I like, l- he's like, and then I figured that it was him because he like had said something on the podcast once. So it was like a clue. And then I looked it up and he's like, I'm pretty sure it's his address, his home address. So he's like, could you just somehow tell uh, him that people can find his home address? And I'm just like, geez, that guy should be a fucking yeah, private eye. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> well, they don't yeah. even know it yet because they just blew up so fast. They don't even know. They don't even. They don't even know how fast. Like, well, I think they're. I told the guy. Right no, they're all moving. Europe. They're all moving to Austin. So I think it's a moot moot point. Do you wait? Do you think? Do you think Spud moves? Do you think Billy and Spud are going to move too? Uh no, no. I meant Matt. Matt is going to move to. I, I assume he will. I know. I know Shane's and like a lot of those guys are moving. So I assume Matt to not end the podcast will also move. And to save a yeah. shit ton of money, which is, which is crazy because he's gonna move his whole family. <laughs> like, yeah, Shane, I, Shane, Shane isn't really gonna change much about his life. It's gonna be the same change. Totally. Like, Matt, Matt's gonna move his whole life. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Go- Goob. It seems like the votes are unanimous here that people want to have you come on. Bring on Goob. So we're gonna yeah. bring on the yeah, Goob. Goob. Gosh. Um. DM me. Or I'll DM me on Patreon, and then I'll send you the Zoom link, and we're gonna bring on the goob. Hey, if if Ryan comes on though, I I'd like to come back on because I have some questions for Ryan. Absolutely, so I mean we I'll, all I'll have call. questions for Ryan. We all oh, have I got questions. Some good ones, though. I got I, some good ones. What were your questions? <laughs> um, the, just I, I guess you don't want well, to in case he comes know, on. It's a secret. It's a secret. Right. No, no, I got some good stuff though. No, it's it's nothing like super offensive or anything else like that, but. No, he's got some good points on certain things. I just, I just have some questions, you know, one about like his more recent like uh, um, 
he's he had this Twitter feud with one of my favorite podcasts, Tower Gang. Um, Tower Gang, yeah, I'm gonna have. Like, uh, yeah, I was trying to have. I'm having James Core because everybody was telling me to have them on about. Um, Oklahoma City, but I'm having James Corbett on. Oh, Jose Gallison. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of good shit about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, there's so many interesting fucking people on the internet who are like, man, I could do this all the time. Just okay, that just yeah, this okay. Yeah, but, all right, man. Nice talking. All right, to you, man. we're gonna we're have gonna bring night. the goob on, and then hopefully we'll get Ryan on at some point here. Um, all right, yeah, dude. Man. Have a good night. Right, you too, bye. Okay, uh, goob. Mess Goob, where can you message me so that I can give you the Zoom link? 80% say bring the Goob on. Um, while I figure this out, we will take another call. Hello. Hey, so, hey, how's it going, Danny? Uh, up, I'm still looking forward to Ryan, you know. I hope he yeah. comes on, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to go on those, like, hippie chick mysticism crystal shit. Like, you just, I'm going to will it into the universe. Ryan gonna yeah, I mean, it's the uh, second time he's canceled, too. But I think the first time is, like, he had, his, one of his recent tweets is it looks like he's having some sort of computer issue so or some software or something i don't know but then he tweeted after he tweeted like 20 30 minutes ago so i don't know um but hopefully because i watched i watched all this i was watching all this 9-11 stuff i, I read this there's a really, a really interesting article from the gray zone all about the dancing israelis which i wanted to ask him about oh don't it don't it seems just about the dancing israelis it's the israeli art students well, there's like that too. Good. That's the thing. Is there's the Israeli art? Like there's so many they're things. Pictures. They're in pictures looking over the skyline in New York City, and I they got know. these cardboard packages, and they got like these markings that are don't designate explosives, but they got like some, you know, they they got codes for just like the shipping type of it. Ah, whatever. Yeah. But anyways, um, so everyone always asks the question. And especially people related to this, and especially those in New York and around the world, especially in America, like where were you when 9 11 happened? I was in Toronto. Right before you answer that, I always have a better question than that. Yeah. And that is, where were you in the days leading up to 9 11? Because I know you were in Canada. I was in I Canada. I know that's the answer you're going to get. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in uh, Burlington, yeah. Ontario. I was in high school. And then and when uh, it went down, what they turn on TVs? No, I remember it was um, it was me and my friend were idiots, and that day we played hooky. That's the thing. We had a plan to play hooky to go buy weed in Toronto, which is like forty five minutes away. So then that was our plan, and then at like eight thirty in. The when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The morning he calls me or no when did the, te- the when did the planes hit 850 was the like first 840, one 8 8 like, like 845 who had the whoever had that comedian had the joke like oh you want to fight me in the time machine or we'll fine i'll fight you on the top of the tower you know mm. in the north tower like i'm not sure who had a yeah yeah but anyway so basically my 
uh, we were supposed to go get like, you know, something stupid, like, you know, a half ounce of weed, which to us was like, you know, tons or whatever. Yeah, that's high school. Yeah, exactly. High school or whatever. But it was like we, we had some like good hookup where like the weed was like bombs. So we're like, we're going to tr- take a 45 minute train. So then he was in school in Hamilton, which was like a 20 minute drive away. So I literally had to go drive, picked him up. And as I'm at high school. I don't know how I called him again. I don't know if I think I had a cell phone at the time, but he calls me he, or he calls me maybe in. No, it must have been in the morning before even school started. Like he called me at home and he's like, did you see what happened? And I'm like, what? He's like a fucking plane just flew into the Twin Towers. And then I remember like turning it on. I'm like, OK, I got to go to school. And, and then and then I think I went to like my first period class. And then I drove 20 minutes, picked him up, hopped on the train, drove back to like basically where my high school is, hopped on a train got to Toronto, got the weed, was smoking weed as, like, the towers had all fallen and we're just, like, watching the news <laughs> and we're, like, getting totally blasted. And then and then at one point, they were, like, evacuating all of downtown Toronto and they were, like, uh, they were like, yeah, they might shut down the trains. That's what they were saying. They're, like, they might shut down the trains and we're, like, oh, shit. We're going to be so fucked because, like, we'd have no way to explain what we're doing in Toronto if they shut down the trains. Like... I'd have no, like, like, you know, our parents would just fucking kill us. So we were like, oh, shit. So then we tried to get, we got back. We got back on, like, the last train, basically. I went and, like, dropped him off, and it was a whole thing. But, yeah, that's right. Where were you? Do you remember? I'm sure uh, I remember. So I had, um, I had moved to America, like, the year before, and I flew into JFK. But I had family that was- Where are you from? Russia? Midwest. Yeah. And, um... What is it? Uh, they're living in. They came in like a few years earlier. You know, we came over, and I remember like we. I flew into New York. Like I saw the skyline of New York City, and I and it was like I forgot. It was like sunset. I saw the sun gleaming off these two towers, and then uh, when that was like 2000, and then a year later, I'm basically seeing it. I'm like sitting on my grandma's floor, and I'm seeing it happen. Like they were interviewing a guy on CNN. This guy was looks like Carl Rove. He was not Carl Rove. I know who Carl Rove was based like a few years later. And I'm like, I still have the mental image. They were doing like one of those interviews where they have like the uh, live feed of the skyline behind them on the yeah. screen. There was a plane. I was like, what the fuck? Was, like you could see like a little dot, like just going behind this guy's head. I'm like, yo, why is it going flying so low? Like on the city goes up at one of his one head. One side of his head goes out the other. Just, just everything just starts to cut, shift, and then I'm seeing it. And yeah, I saw everything. Both planes hit. Did I see the second one fall? I saw the first one fall. Sorry, where I were remember, you again? Uh, where, where, where were you at the time? Like where specifically? Uh, Iowa. You're I was Iowa. In Iowa. Yeah, I li- yeah. That's where like I lived for a year before I moved down to Texas. Gotcha. Which is where where I grew up. Yeah. And then, yeah. How old were you when you then, moved like, to the United States? You're young, right? Yeah, so I was uh, like, I think I was like six by the time. Yeah, like, you must have been because you have a southern accent. Oh, yeah, no, but I can. But, but I'm saying, like, like had you been there till you were yeah. 10, you would have like a Russian accent. Even if you, yeah, right? yeah, like there's an age. Of, I yeah. don't know what the exact age is, but there's an age where once you have an accent. I mean, like, Henry Kissinger never lost. Henry Kissinger never lost his accent. What is it? Uh, with uh, because he moved to New York when he was like before 13 years old. Yeah, but he never lost his Frankish accent, and you can hear it 
He was 15. Yeah, he's 15. Yeah, he's, he says he moved yeah, when he was 15, which, yeah, 15 but years old. He never, but he never hung out with the kids around him in the block. If he did that, he would not. He would sound like somebody from Brooklyn, not right. like somebody from Germany. But, um, so, yeah, I saw that. And then, like, the that same day, like, we, the school that, like, I went to, like, school there. It was, like, the first, like, public school I went to for, like, kindergarten or some shit like that. And all the kids were talking about, oh, the plane. Like, they all, every, dude, we were, like, six years old talking about this shit, being, like, trying to figure out what we saw on television. Now, yeah. what I wanted to bring up with this specifically is six years later or seven years later. Oh, no, 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 no. What is it? Yeah, seven years later on CNN, they have this guy called Glenn Beck. Yeah. This was, yeah, this is when Glenn Beck used to be on uh, CNN, and he had the green chalkboard and all that shit. I don't remember, Glenn Beck was on CNN? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I've tried to find this, and I'm going to explain why I've been trying to find this exact clip. Yes, he was on CNN. They, like, you really have to, like, pull teeth to get them to CNN to admit that. Okay. But, no, it says it on their website. It says it on their website. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, CNN's website. But in 2000, so. yeah, in 2007, he played, I don't know if it just came out, but I think they just released the Pentagon 9-11 video security footage of the CCTV of the impact of some sort. And he was saying, like, what is that? What is that? That just looks like a big white elephant. And, dude, I laughed my ass off. And I got scolded in my by my family. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, he's not wrong. Yeah. And, and then and then it's like it just that's the thing. It's like, bro, look at it. it's just like like outside of what is it, the twin towers and buildings, everything outside of New York gets so many other questions. Like, oh really, Flight ninety three heroic people brought the plane down? Okay, well please tell me how two unarmed F-16 jets can make a commercial airliner land. Because here's the thing, the air traffic controllers who were working, like working in, for uh, the jets who intercepted Flight 93, all they could say is those planes landed with no armament. Yeah. So, yeah, there, so, I yeah, mean, dude, so, there's a million the, screwy things about about I mean, all, yeah, and, all of it. And then, then yeah, the I even was watching the all the... Oh, here we go. We got the good... I was even watching all this stuff, like, debunking all the conspiracy theorists, and you're like, some of them, we go, that makes a decent point, but then you're so, also just like, nah. and, and guess what? 9-11 is the, that, like, my generation's JFK. After JFK, they came out with a dictionary term, conspiracy theorists, to label it's all yeah, I know, that's it. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember when I was little, when... They started saying there are people who question 9-11. I was still too young at the time. And I was like, dude, I saw this shit happen on television. You tell me it didn't happen. I didn't realize the people who were telling me that there are people who question it. They forgot the second part. They're like, they're questioning who was behind it. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, dude, I'm part of the American generation who got mentally conditioned through televised media to, like, hate the Haji. Like, Call them towel heads and shit and go oh, blah, blah, blah. like bro like yeah that was conditioned to me by the U the by American media but I can't sue them yeah no I mean yeah obviously you can't sue who are you gonna sue 
Who are you going to sue? I mean, I mean, I can't sue, but if I could sue CNN, for one thing I could do is for a no longer non-existent uh, um, organization from Saddam Hussein's Iraq. If you remember the uh, during the first Gulf invasion, the this, this is when America was like, we don't want to go to war because they just got out of Vietnam like a decade earlier. And then they were trying to drum up support to start like start the Middle East wars. Part of the, like the neocon new American project type stuff and, you know, petroleum deals and all that. But they had uh, some girl calling talking about, oh, the uh, Iraqi Republican Guard was when they invaded Kuwait. I mean, the Iraqis invaded Kuwait. No question. No doubt about it. But. What is it? Uh, because the Kuwaitis were drilling under Iraqi soil, or it was the other way around. But whatever. And then this girl was calling, saying, "Oh, she, uh, she was witnessing Republican Guard bayoneting babies and all that." Yeah. So much so, so much so that she even spoke before uh, Congress or whoever to like basically uh, influence them into approve like. Approve, not a proven declaration of war, which hasn't happened since 1941 for America, but basically drumming up support in America for a new era of, you know, generational war. And then it came out like she wasn't there. She's the girl that had called in CNN and spoke before uh, Congress was she was like the niece of some uh, Kuwaiti politician. And at the end, they were able to find out she was calling from Jordan at the time. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't believe that um, with the Israelis Bro, or whatever. Hey, you're CNN. You're CNN. How can you not bet your sources? I don't care what year it is. Like, I mean, they don't do that shit now. They, I mean, they just shit gets by them all the time. But I couldn't believe that uh, those the people who own the moving companies just still live in the United States. And, like, nothing's really ever happened to them. The um, urban moving systems. Where those five zones uh, yeah. pur were purported to be working for, which, uh, like, if you listen, the gray zone, they have a good article on it. They basically say, like, it was just the reason why that guy fled, although it's, you know, still on totality, kind of hard to believe. But they're like, they all fled because they were running some scam, like, uh, moving company. And, but I don't know. I still find that kind of hard to believe. We, but, uh, but they live in the US. They're like these, the suitors. Yeah. I, yeah. On the other note, because it was Ryan Dawson, were you going to have any questions to prepare for him about Larry Silverstein? Mm. I didn't have anything specifically directed to... I, I mean, like, I, you know, it might have gone there. Generally, with guests like that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I had a bunch of stuff that I wanted to ask him. I only tried and talked to him for like half an hour before I opened the phone lines, at which point I'm sure if somebody would ask or it would have come up. But uh, right. I mean, that, well, that's obviously a whole thing on its own all right man well uh i'm gonna I'm hang up and uh, i'm looking forward to ryan uh hopefully he shows up i don't know he's I, I don't know where he is he's totally mia i'm gonna let all the other great people with uh we're just asking questions i'm gonna let yeah, them call in yeah all right later on. okay so i got the goob here i don't think goob's got video set up though um so let's let's see what happens join goob what's up man Hey, Danny. How you doing? Doing good. I wish I could turn my camera on. Uh, I just downloaded Zoom on my phone. Uh, oh, okay. That should, yeah, my my webcam's not working. All right, for so we, all right, so we got you uh, coming in just via audio. Very low value. 
That's that's okay though. We're gonna talk about uh you you've been pitching this. This is your time to shine, basically. Yeah. Because you've been pitching this for quite some time, saying that were there to ever be a scenario where someone no shows last minute, that you would like the opportunity. Uh, and here it is. And here it is. You you have some alternate, and I I think you've tried to explain it to me before. I honestly don't uh, totally that's, know what you're what we're going what we're getting into, but no better time than that's fair than this episode. Um, so I'm gonna give you your little uh, what's that, Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah, yeah, that's. So I'm gonna give you a little Calvin and Hobbes avatar in the uh, top corner. Um, and uh, all right, Goob, a uh, long time low value mail listener, first time guest. Goob, so let, let's let's hear it. Tell me all about your your theories here about yeah. alternate history. So uh, I think I should probably start um, with with some other people's theories to kind of establish a base and then build up on my theories on top of that. Okay. Um, what is alternate history? First off, so uh, there's lots of it. You know, anywhere from Tartaria and mud floods and missing history of a thousand years and all of that but um i lean more towards uh civilizations being far more advanced in the past than we've been led to believe not only atlantis this you know almost mythical kind of uh civilization that we have no evidence of but i think even more recently that uh not necessarily more advanced than us but more advanced than we've been led to believe um you know, within the last several thousand years, there have been civilizations. So, okay. And when was the most recent? Um, well, I, I think that uh, possibly India, if the there's, yeah, possibly India and, and some other areas around there. Okay. Um, but uh, so, so Uncharted X, I want to talk about a few of his recent uh, discoveries. So he's pretty much definitively proven that there was a civilization that, at least in some regards, was more advanced than we are today. Who, um, who is this? Uncharted X, he's a YouTuber. Okay. Uh, but he has recently done some very high-tech laser scans of some pre-dynastic Egyptian vases um and they're not pottery they're stoneware so they're carved out of granite and diorite and schist and other very hard materials to work okay. and they're pre-dynastic which means they're over four and a half thousand years old and this is also according to mainstream egyptologists so he's not dating them that way the mainstream historians are okay um, hold on one second goop just sorry one, one second here okay everybody i'm gonna actually close the phone lines just so we can kind of just get goob's uh thing here and then i'll reopen them so just sorry to cut you off go ahead Goob. yeah and so this is pre-copper age supposedly this is stone tools that they're working this with and these um vases and bowls and plates and other type of you know what you would kind of call pottery but it, again it's stoneware um they're perfect you know these laser scans they're they're scanning them and the imperfections are within the levels of like microns which simply isn't possible with you know pounding two stones together this there's obviously technology going on here and this is four and a half plus thousand year old and there's tens of thousands of these artifacts they're not you know unique um and okay. so and and 
to go into that a little bit more, if you're going, how is it perfect? Like they measure the the radius of, you know, like a vase and it's absolutely perfect to, to pie, you know, within microns. They measure how flat the top of the vase is and how flat the bottom is and then how perfectly parallel those two surfaces are and all kinds well, of things. Right, and they that, just, you know, like this is just, there's, and, and what's the theory is that they just did not have the technology or they're, we don't think they had the technology. So then what's the explanation for it? So mainstream history says they don't have the technology, but obviously at some point we did. And so the question becomes, when did we have that technology? And the most popular alternate history theory in this vein is 12,000 plus years ago, before the Younger Dryas event. And the Younger Dryas event was actually two different events that were about 500 years apart and two massive, massive, you know, world destroying cataclysms about 12,000 and 11 and a half thousand years ago. Almost wiped out humanity, wiped out half the megafauna. So all the animals over a hundred pounds uh, in the whole world um, melted. That's what ended the ice age. Um, and so the theory that Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson and people like that hold is that Atlantis was before that, it's over 12,000 years old, and there was this highly advanced, more advanced than us even, civilization back then. My okay. theory is that that was much more recent, maybe more like 6,000 years old. Um, and what do you base that off of? Why do you have that theory? Well, so there's a few reasons, but the the biggest, most obvious red flag that immediately jumps out, I guess, is that even with, uh, so the, the theories of Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson, who are pretty popular guys, um, is that that existed 12,000 years ago. And then for 6,000 years, nothing really happened. And then at the 6,000 year mark, they rebooted, you know, that Atlantis civilization to some small degree, resettling their, you know, old, uh, like the, the, uh, Machu Picchu, for example, okay. um, you know, in places like that in the Great Pyramids and and um, that's right. 6,000 years of, of nothing. And it, it's also 6,000 years to make it harder to recover anything. And then all of a sudden there's this explosion of recovery in 6,000 years. That just doesn't add up to me. So I, I think that there was quite possibly another cataclysm about 6,000 years ago that we just haven't quite, you know, discovered maybe smaller ones around the world, who knows. But, um, and I, I think that uh, the recovery that we're seeing 6,000 years ago is a recovery from something right before that. Okay. Uh, and so, and there's, there's also, uh, yeah. D does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. so keep going. And, okay, so so another thing that Graham and Uncharted X and Randall, all these people they put forward is that all of this magnificent stuff we're finding in ancient Egypt and India and all of these places, this fantastic granite work that was done during, you know, the Copper Age or even earlier, which shouldn't be possible, um, is all inherited from, you know, 12,000 years ago. And, and, and what happened? Just like, is this like the great flood kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, it, it, that is the younger Dryas is the great flood that is talked about all 
throughout all religions, most likely, because it was a global flood when the ice caps, well, not the ice caps, but the icebergs across North America uh, melted rapidly. Okay. okay. And so it did flood the earth massively. And there was a lot of other cataclysmic damage, either from the sun or meteors or both, um, you know, massive solar flares and meteors impacting. It was a very, very chaotic 500 years um, that really would have, if there were any civilizations back then, they would have been wiped out. And I think there obviously were civilizations back then. Humanity goes back 300,000 years and we were creating jewelry and all kinds of things fairly impressive things like there's the uh, Denisovan cave that is dated to be about 300,000 years old I think like 280,000 years and there's a jade bracelet in there and some antler uh and what's an like the what, what's like the biggest kind of um like piece of evidence uh, that of of what of of this like uh, like are there any sort of like specific items that kind of are the biggest like uh smoking guns if you will yeah, well, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of, I I think uh, Mount Kailasa Temple is, you is know. Is that the thing pretty... we watched on the after show where it had like the, like the, um, the things, the crazy like etchings or not etchings, they're almost like carving. It was a different Indian temple. I think oh. you might've pulled it up once, but it's, it's carved out of a solid granite mountain. It's one solid piece of granite. It's the size of a football stadium. Um, it's one building that they carved down into a mountain and it's magnificently, you know, or it's got elephants all over it and all these statuettes all over. It. It's got the whole Mahabharata. So get, that actually brings me to my next point. So there is evidence of, um, you know, a highly advanced civilization in this granite work, in those bases that were laser scanned, right? Like it's pretty clear evidence of machinery and pretty advanced machinery we don't create things to those tolerances today except for maybe like in the aerospace industry right so especially in a super hard rock like granite or diorite and especially in everyday kind of item like a vase or a plate we're nowhere near those level of tolerances so they're doing it in a material we don't usually work with because it's too difficult to work with and they're doing it with tolerances that we don't find in anywhere except for like aerospace engineering yeah. so so that the, obviously like, that they were advanced. That they, like and did they have does that mean that they had like airplanes and stuff like that like not necessarily and i actually think they they might not have like i don't think there's any clear evidence to suggest they went the digital route or even the you know fossil fuel route um but they were clearly advanced in other ways and i i think there's pretty clear evidence that this is not all inherited a lot of this impressive stonework uh that graham hancock and all these other people attribute to being inherited from twelve thousand years ago i think there's pretty solid evidence that a lot of it was done within the last 2000 years, some of it, you know, and some of it 5,000, 6,000, 4,000 years ago, et cetera. Um, and, and a lot of that's found in Egypt. So I just mentioned that the text of the Mahabharata is carved into the walls of the um, Mount Kailasa temple. The Mahabharata is only, I think, a, like 1500 years old or something like that. But even if you go by the events in the Mahabharata, it only goes back five and a half thousand years. Okay. So, and there's there's some real world events in there to tie it to real dates to you know suggest that it it's actually going back to 
five and a half thousand years ago. Um, and so it obviously can't be older than than that because yeah, you know, it wouldn't yeah, have yeah. happened yet, right? Okay. So, I'm gonna, so by the way, these I'm things gonna, had to have been. And, and that's that's probably the most impressive structure out there, in my opinion, is the Mount Kailasa. Are Temple. they all just in that region of the world? Are they all just? Uh, are, are there any in, in South America? No. Well? So a lot of it, it's it's really all over uh, the Americas, Egypt, um, Russia, even a little bit in North America. But there there's some megaliths in North America. They're not nearly as impressive as these things, though. Um, but like in Egypt, I'll talk about Egypt a little bit because people love Egypt. Um, so Ramses II is actually a really popular example of Graham and these people to as as demonstrating inheritance. And the more I looked into Ramses II, the less sense it made to me. So there's, I think, 430 different statues attributed to Ramses II. Yeah. And if you look at the statues, if you actually start going through and looking at this catalog of statues they're all very clearly the same person, right? So if he, and the, the theory is that he found these statues and then just wrote his name on it. Some of them he made, but some of them he found and wrote his name on because there's some colossal granite statues that they go, well, this wasn't possible. Uh, Ramses was, I think, around uh, 3,000 years ago, maybe someone in chat can pull up when Ramses was, because I, I forget off the oh, top yeah, of my head. I, I don't but, know. Um, but anyway, so but so either he was finding all of these statues with his face on it after Egypt had already been up and running for a thousand plus years, and he just is the first one to gather them all together and write his name on them. And then he makes a bunch of other statues with this other guy's face on it, not his face, and continues writing his name on those as well. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me and it, uh, yeah, just, it doesn't really make sense to me that he would, he would do that. There's, there's some other reasons that I, I can't remember, unfortunately, right now, you know, you did catch me. Uh, yeah, this yeah. Was, I was uh, rather unprepared for this. Or that's fine. That's you know. fine. But, that's um, fine. The phone lines are open, but by, by the way, if anybody wants to call in about this or anything else for that matter. Um, I don't think Ryan Dawson is going to be joining us. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what his deal is, but, uh, so anyways, go on. But yeah, there's, um, also, so I'll, I'll take it in a different direction away from buildings for a bit. Um, you know what, uh, craniectomy is, right? Uh, what's that when you take your, the brain out of the nose or you take a chunk of the skull off. It's all in, in history, it's referred to as trepanning. And yeah. they call it trepanning in history because they don't want to attribute any medical connotations to it. They didn't have any concept of medicine in the past. They were what's it called? Sorry, crany what? Trepanning. Crany trepan. T R E P A N N I N G. Uh oh, yeah, trepanning craniectomy so the survival rate today for a craniectomy is about 74 percent why would you and what do you why do you need to remove a portion of your skull? blunt, blunt force trauma is the vast majority of oh, your the, brain swells essentially and then they have to yeah gotcha yeah so trepanning is found throughout every single part of the world from you know, Finland to 
to literally everywhere. Okay. And it's found spanning the last 10,000 years. So people have been cutting intentionally cutting holes in skulls of other people for 10,000 years. The really interesting thing about this is that if you add up all of the skulls and you add a, uh, average how many of them survived the operation yeah there's a higher survival rate in the past than there is today and there's uh, certain hey, places Goob, hold that time. thought we got we got a call one second please yeah uh one, hold on a second hello thanks for calling low value mail one moment please while i uh merge the calls who am i speaking with here hey my name's rock can you hear me I don't think I can hear you. Hold on a second. Oh, I don't know where. Danny, can you hear me? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're on. Go ahead. What's, What's up, up guys? I was just wondering if um, Goop had anything to say about the Denver airport. I just think that shit is very, very creepy. I don't know. I the Denver airport's the uh, yeah. The Denver airport is by far the one of the fucking weirdest ones out of them all for sure. Super uh, sus. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't have anything to add that hasn't already been said about it, you know, but yeah, the a lot of concrete was uh, poured there. There's uh, definitely some very interesting things going on at the Denver airport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like they're calling for millions of pounds of dirt. Like, it's just fucked up. And the, the whole blue zipper thing is just pretty awesome. I don't know. What was the it's blue for them again? That was like the painting. The blue there? horse. The Double the horse. artist the artist who built Lucifer um died building it and then they just like finished it and put it out. It's so fucked. Yeah, that's that's weird. I heard was it War Mode that was saying they took out a bunch of the stuff? Or who was I talking to that said like they, they removed a bunch of the stuff, right? From the airport. Um it was a bunch of artwork and there's a bunch of thing things about the artwork where it's like the money was way too much and that probably went into building some weird shit, but it was like hundreds of million dollars for just paintings and the paintings resembled like Nazis and dead children and like the end of the world and just crazy stuff. But yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm into I'm into art and stuff. I yeah, the Denver Airport. I remember I've only been there. I'm actually going there. Oh, whoops! What did I do here? I'm actually going there next next week, I believe. Next Wednesday, I'll be going to the Denver airport. Yeah, so. you should see if there's if the uh, the gargoyles are still there because I don't know if they took those down, but I think there's like some there's still weird symbols on the floor and very yeah. I know there's a weird very, it's weird too because it's, it's, like, it's almost like a, the place is like kind of like a mall almost uh, on top of all of it. Yeah, and the the, uh, the runways are like they kind of look like a swastika. It's pretty fucked. Really? I didn't know that. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, there's like four runways, and they look like a swastika. It's so funny. Jeez. Um. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know a ton about the the airport. Did the person who did and the person who put all that stuff in died? The artist. Yeah, the artist who like made a lot of that art art. No, I think they just like. They just it, there was too much complaining about it, and they just they just took it away. Yeah, I wonder what the because yeah, I I've been hearing about the Denver airport for I want to say like twenty years. Like people talking about how fucking weird the airport is. David Cross used to have a joke about it actually about how like just bizarre the fucking Denver airport was. Um, but anyways, um, all right, thanks. All anything else you want to talk about?
No, I'll let someone else then. Take right. it easy. Appreciate it. Take it. All right, we are back with the goob. All right, so, goob. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I was saying that if you take the average survival rate of these historical, you know, craniectomies, it's a higher survival rate than we have today. And um, there's certain areas and times, uh, like Mayan civilization, that achieved over a 90% survival rate. And they're the same civilizations that, you know, were using blunt force weapons. They were experiencing a lot of head trauma. It was being used in the exact same way we use it today. When people experience blunt force head trauma, a head skull fracture, they cut out a chunk of the skull and people were surviving at over 90% in you know thousands of years ago, whereas we've got a 74% survival rate today. Yeah. And, uh, and, and what's the explanation? What, this medicine was better back then? No, the, the explanation is that they had no concept of medicine and that um, it's actually interesting. So the Wikipedia article for trepanning was updated since I started asking you to do this show. So originally it said that they had no concept of medicine. This was purely, um, you know, for uh, trying to get evil spirits out of their head. It was just a ritual thing. It had They had zero understanding of medicine. But now it's been updated to mention that they uh, perform it on people with skull fractures and that, you know, it seems obvious they were using it to, you know, the same way we do is in performing emergency surgery on people and doing so more successfully than we do today. And why and is it I, not I, so successful today? Because you think that the, that would be kind that's of, a good question i mean i guess i don't know that all i know is that they were doing it better a few thousand years ago in south america and also in uh i think germany and um, you say that this would be a case for do they have tools from when they were doing it from a few thousand years ago like have they archaeologists found um, tools they're you know they've found stones and stuff and th there are some trepanning tools that have been found uh they're more recent, I believe, that, you know, they're like actual little circular saw kind of things. Yeah. Um, hey, hold on. We got another call. Hold on, hold on a second there, group. Hey there. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Uh, hey, my name's Joe. Joe, and, what's uh, up? Hold, hold on a second. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm... You're, you're on. You're Sorry, on the show. Go, ahead. Go, go ahead. You are on Low Value Mail. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just sent you an email. It's uh, like I saw you were talking about like 9-11 stuff. Yeah. I just sent you a little email. It's, a, it's about a three-minute clip of a guy named Norman Minetta. Okay. He was the transportation secretary during 9-11. Yep. And he was he was actually in the bunker with Dick Cheney in D.C. Yeah, didn't he change his and recollection like, of the entire thing, too, like many years later? Didn't he say that there was like, wasn't there some big discrepancy with what he said? And then uh, later on, he basically like changed his. Uh... What happened? I, I'm not sure if he recanted. I just know that like this is just one thing that most people don't know. And it's like very interesting that. You know, Dick Cheney let, like apparently let the plane to DC. Yeah, this is. I, I believe this was in. This guy is in loose change, and I think they talked to him, and he basically said at the time, "Yeah, like that." Dick Cheney. What was it that he knew about it? We'll watch it in the after show, but it was something like that, right? Where uh, 
Dick Cheney was like told that they were coming and he just kind of let it happen. Uh, if I remember right, they were like saying like, hey, we have planes incoming. They're like, you know, 50 miles out, 30 miles out, whatever. And they kept on updating him and he kept saying, just let him come yeah, or do him. nothing about them. Right. Yeah. Th- there's a really good um, there's a really good documentary that just came out uh, that I watched the other day. Uh, it's literally like a new 9-11 documentary. It's on Rumble. It's called 9-11. It's on the Redacted channel. It's like 9-11 Peace and Lies or something. Uh, Peace, War, and 9-11 okay. on Redacted News' channel. And it's about this... Uh, it's not about, but it's this Canadian professor who just passed away from Hamilton, actually. And uh, he's been studying this thing for like a long time. And it's basically, he, he made this documentary right before he died as his like last thing. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The Norman Mineta thing, right. I, I have heard about them. And we'll, we'll watch that in the after show. All right, cool. All right, cool. Thanks, thanks for having me. Later. Appreciate it. Um, all right, Goob. Yeah. So uh, in summary, you know, I would argue that there's clear evidence they were better at that one specific surgery than we are today. And um, I think that they had a much better and more advanced understanding of medicine than we are giving them credit for. Um, so shifting gears again a little bit, med- and real quick, just for people in chat, like you can tell if uh, the person survived the surgery because the bone heals over and gets smooth, you know, the cut marks fade away um, and that takes months to happen. So, you know, they survived for at least months after the surgery, if it's smooth and that's how you get the survival rates of the ancient skulls that we found, but um, shifting gears a little bit. So the Mesopotamians, right? Five and a half thousand years ago, supposedly spring up out of nothing um, and all of a sudden have, some of the finest granite work that we see, you know, anywhere it's, it rivals anything else we see. And again, granite is incredibly hard material. Um, to give you an idea real quick, copper is lower on the Mohs scale than chalk. What's the Mohs scale? The Mohs is a hardness scale. So it's, can't is is this material if like a, a three can't scratch a four but a, a four can scratch a three gotcha, gotcha. right so if you you can't you just can't chisel copper or you just can't chisel granite with copper it's right, right. it's softer than chalk okay we got another sorry goob the phone lines are lighting up uh we got another call hold on a second hello thanks yeah, for calling low value awesome. mail who am i speaking with hey hello uh one moment please hello. all right you are on the show go ahead all right yeah what are your thoughts on the Anunnaki and uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the Grand Canyon? The Grand, okay. uh, are you, is this for Goob? Goob, go ahead. You can answer that. Oh, I assumed it was for me. Yeah, it was for you. Yeah, I believe the guest actually hung up. Um, okay, so the Anunnaki, I am not a supporter or a detractor, really. I'm, I'm quite neutral on the ancient aliens thing. Um, there are some interesting uh, like evolutionary questions and um, you know, yeah, it's, it, I don't think there's any hard evidence for it, but the government just was talking about UFOs and people are 
fairly open and at least some people are pretty open to the idea of aliens being here now so i i don't see why they should reject the idea of aliens being here in the past yeah of um, course i'm actually that yeah. that's I'm, I'm trying to find a good person to come on uh to talk about that if anybody and, knows uh of, of a good uh specific like someone who's very very well uh versed on the nananaki the uh i i don't i'm not off no, the top no, no, of my I'm head, just saying but, people are right right the the grand canyon um is very interesting so there's theories of giants um theories of egyptians uh rumors of those things um and they are somewhat substantiated by the fact that there is a part of the Grand Canyon that is like one of the most secure areas in the United States. You absolutely cannot go there. And if you do, you will be greeted by men with guns and likely helicopters and just a ridiculous response. Yeah. Uh, where, where? Sorry, this is near the Grand Canyon? This is, yeah, this is part of the Grand Canyon. Oh, okay. So, um, and it's where you know, this stuff was supposedly found in these giant Egyptian mummies. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I think there's pretty obvious evidence of giants to some degree, you know, I mean, we have little people, there's pygmies and such. The question, I, I guess, like is, it could be relative to like, they could right. Be how giants, big, how like, yeah, like, how big because in terms of skulls and like bones and stuff have they ever found anything that they go like this is way bigger than any human yes and no so there's lots and lots and lots of reports of eight foot tall skeletons being found and then they all get abducted by the smithsonian and disappear right uh hold so, on a second actually we got another call sorry to cut you off hello let's call low value mail hey what's up it's josh what's up josh how you doing man good uh you're you're on so go ahead sweet okay so goob um uh well danny your adl bits have been freaking hysterical just want to let you know that i'm loving them hopefully Uh, didn't scare off ryan dawson with them but uh Uh, no he i'm sure he uh gets the adam green liked them yeah i don't know lots of people like them Adam Green's like the 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 anti anti Jew dude. Well, I don't I, I don't want to say that, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Adam Green was on the show. Actually, it's funny because he came on, and I was expecting it to be like. Uh, I mean, it was fairly like he just was like, "Yeah, I don't like any religion." I know in the past he's been very focused on the Jews, but he seemed less so now. I don't know if he's just changing. But anyways, yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. Go, go ahead and thank you for the for that. Yeah, man, I love it. You're doing awesome, and I'm uh, going to all call my local comedy place and telling them to they got a book you or I'm, I'm going to call the adl on them <laughs> nice do it up uh so my question um can, do you have any thoughts goob on the i think it's a chicago fair with like 18 something and tesla all that stuff yeah um not so much on the tesla part but on the chicago fair i do believe the mainstream narrative on it there is pretty decent amount of documentation of its construction and uh it's demolition um and that's uh i don't think i'll have time to get into it but i would uh, tonight but i i do believe we've been deliberately separated from you know our actual level of achievement if you will um if you look at the great fires 
uh, of America that happened between 1849 to 1911. Pretty much every single city in America burnt down from Detroit to Seattle, um, New Orleans, I believe. Pretty much all of them burnt down. And every single one was rebuilt within one to three years. Most of them took two years to rebuild. That's including the demolition. They redid all the streets. Um, and then they rebuilt every single city with castles, man. Yeah. It's absolutely magnificent buildings uh, made out of stone, all within a two-year time period. Apparently, they built the Empire State Building like from when they got the bought the land to when it was completed. The Empire State Building, I think, was like two and a half years. Yeah. Something so like we used to do that. And it was a lot more beautiful. I, I really encourage you to look up those cities after they were rebuilt in those very, very short time periods. Uh, we were doing crazy, crazy stuff back then. Uh, really impressive stuff. And then now it's there's a bridge next to my house that they've been working on for two years and they're projecting it's going to take two more and it'll probably take more than that. <laughs> like, you know, so yep. we have a much larger technological... Do you think that's a political thing or is that like, is that just bureaucracy and just everybody's kind of not incentivized to um, like, you know, make this stuff happen quickly? Because that's I the thing. Think... when you make stuff happen fast, then the expectation is you're going, well, you're going to do it that fast next time. And everybody's like, well, who wants to work that hard? I think it's 80% what you just described and 20% people from the shadows pushing it even more in that direction. Yeah. So, so it is, you know, explained by normal mechanisms, organic mechanisms, but then I do think there are, there, I mean, there really obviously are secret societies. There are secret organizations full of rich and powerful people. This is a fact, you know, if anyone denies that they're a goober. Oh, for sure. For so, sure. A goober. Um, and and like they're obviously influencing things to what degree that's debatable right or to what direction that's debatable but i think there's it's pretty clear when you look at the disconnect from like what i was just describing and today i i think there's obviously uh some intention there and um yeah so so like i was just saying look up those those cities after they were rebuilt and i i think if you i'm assuming you're leaning more towards an alternate theory of uh the chicago's world yeah. fair but i think if you see all of that and you can see the cities before they were burnt wasn't down, there was... with the thing with the chicago world fair wasn't there something though where like the actual materials because they made it really quickly but the materials were actually really mostly shitty? wood and uh some steel and then like stucco kind of plaster yeah, like, well, like wasn't it like actually in photographs it looks like really grand but actually like structurally it wasn't that sound because right they were temporary buildings but you still have the foundations and the fountains and the canals i mean it was built on what was a swamp three years earlier and then you have you know this massive massive foundations plus they always built at least one permanent building at every single world fair uh including the chicago one which was like i think the biggest building there you know or maybe second biggest but it was the most impressive building um and so like even even accounting for the fake buildings it's still an unbelievably impressive feat that they did back then yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah my sure. thoughts are more on like the technology because i think they have like escalate i think i heard like exertus maybe it was him maybe not talking about like the technology they had back then didn't make sense for, for Chicago, you're saying for the Chicago fair? 
Yeah, yeah, like they had escalators and stuff. Um, I don't know about that. Maybe I can get them it's call. more advanced call. than uh. So there's there's this general dumbing down of history to the masses where everyone before us was essentially an ooga booga caveman that was just retarded. At least you know, right? You know, further back, but like even even a hundred years ago, people have this kind of view that they were stupid simpletons back then. And, and yeah, that's not the case at all. Um, I don't know if they had any like genuinely out of place technology, but their technology is certainly more impressive than what most people assume they had back then. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. if you ever go like places in Europe, it's some of the things you go, it's like pretty hard to believe that they made the, the shit, you know, as long ago as they did. And it's, you know, still still standing and obviously some of it's been restored, but even still like stuff like malls and stuff are even like impressive. But there's also uh, some evidence within the last 2000 years in India that I've, I've looked at of things being built with these, you know, I would accredit it to that old technology, that Atlantean technology, you know, that stoneworking that we don't know how it was done and it clearly wasn't done with chisels even iron ones but certainly not copper ones and that was within the last 2000 years so who knows how long how much some of this technology may have popped up here and there in the past i mean there were robots in uh arabs uh uh i forget his name but uh you know he was building full-on automatons like uh you know robots that would serve you tea and help you wash your face and stuff and this yeah, was yeah you know, uh, 1500 years ago, I believe. So, well, um, all right, Josh, all right. anything else you want? You want Thanks. To Can I, uh, just mention, I have a recommendation. You talked yes. about tower gang earlier, uh, top lobster about Nephilim. About the Nephilim. Yeah. He had an amazing article on, um, on Twitter about it. I think he'd be an interesting person. To yeah, have I know. Cause they player. have, how many of them are there? There's six of them. Uh, you know, I'm not familiar with it. I remember reading the his whole breakdown, but he he knows the stuff on that on the Nephilim. Okay, I'll I'll bring him on for that. I know one of the other ones. I think Jose was like the the big guy for uh, OKC. OKC. Yeah. OKC. Yeah, maybe I'll have because I have. Um, yeah, actually, you know what I'll do because I only have James Corbett for an hour. He's just like whatever reason. He's just like I can only do an hour. Um on the show so maybe i'll do the second hour and i'll bring uh jose on and then i'll yeah i'll, I'll, I'll get top lobster book at some point you should go on tower gang uh yeah they they've messaged me about it yeah maybe i will at some point it's uh i i, I hear it's a popular show it's hysterical all right thanks man yeah all right thanks man appreciate it Bye. all right goob um yeah, go. Uh, so, so, anyways. Oh, you know, we got another call. Hold on, Goob. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, Danny. Yeah. Give, give me, give me one second here. Just while we, uh, give me one second here while we patch you. All right, you're on with Goob. These are t- two, two of the bigger regulars on the show are now um, on the lines with each other. But uh, go, go ahead. Ah, uh, damn. Hearing that makes me feel like the. Fucking loser, but no, whatever. Man. <laughs> uh, Dude, I'm gonna get you your own show. You'll uh, never no, fucking I'm tell good. me your own name. You don't even have a nickname for you, bro. We'll see each other at Gang Fest. Right. It'll be cool. It will be cool. Um, uh, anyway, so one quick, 
uh, one question for uh, Danny. Yeah, man. Um, what what are very Canadian specific conspiracy theories? And I'm gonna add on to the addition of you guys were a Commonwealth country. I've yeah. seen more. I've seen more Commonwealth Canadian flags than you know in real life than I've seen merchandise Canadian flags. Um, what are some good conspiracies? That they, uh, that I don't know. Canada doesn't specific. have like good conspiracies. There is one. Maybe we'll watch something on it. In North, so in North Bay, Fidel. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. in North North Bay, Ontario, there is like a NORAD base. There's like a, a crazy mm-hmm. like NORAD. Oh, um, underground this is bunker. Part of, this is part of. Uh, okay, so it's so sixty I'm, stories uh, underground. Yeah, it's part of, so there was this uh, thing uh, back in the 60s and 70s. This is before um, America could develop uh, internet ICBMs, International Consulate Ballistic Missiles. Yeah. They had this thing called Operation Chrome Shield, and they would have on 24 hours, and I think this went on for either under a decade or a little over a decade, but they would have a constant flight of like, a dozen B, uh, B-52 long-range bombers uh, to respond to any incoming nuclear weapon and had this going on. And they used, yeah, everything from all of the United States, Canada, and Greenland. Well, yeah. Greenland was questioned. Green, yeah, anyways, th- this North Bay thing, I don't know what uh, it does right now. I don't know exactly, but I know that, like, yeah, it's this crazy underground air force base that uh they don't really talk about because i actually spent a lot of time in north bay and it's not something that like i don't even know if people really know about there it's not like a common thing and generally in small towns especially you know especially in canada people are like pretty proud of like these things like this because you know it's probably like the main thing but it's not really something a lot of people talk about. The only thing I do remember is by the water in North Bay that there was like a, you know, a, a plane that was like, you know, like uh, on display. But they don't really talk about the NORAD thing. Because, I mean, that's 60 stories underground. That's huge. That, I mean, these are called dumps. Deep underground military bases. So. Yeah. I, I, that's warm up. Uh, what was... Uh, Gumbo talking about just a few seconds ago. It was some sure. like warm up stuff. Oh yeah, he was talking about World Fairs and they used to be like Grand Electric Cities. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the most famous, like the one, like people who don't believe in conspiracy theories, that the one that they do know is like all the stuff in Germany, especially during the massive bombing and uh, fire bombing campaigns done by the Allied forces. Like, they destroyed a lot of, like, medieval and renaissance and, uh, what was that, revival? Not revival, that was American. Uh, Whatever, Protestantism, everything from, like, Middle Ages up until 1940s, like, they still had a lot of old school shit, especially in northern Germany. And, uh, you know, the English liked to, you know, firebomb these old cities that really had no military purposes and, then come back a few hours later and firebomb them and, you know, create fire tornadoes, concrete melts, and people melting in the ground like mozzarella. But, um, 
Yeah. What is it? Uh, yeah, there there is a thing where they're trying to like this whole thing about the Smithsonian taking away all these old artifacts, and they're only showing us like they're like, oh, you want to know about all the history of America? This is a premier site. It's like they're only showing you what they want. Of course, like, that, that's always to, the case bro. with anything, though. Like, there's so much shit. It's so funny to me, especially in Canada, because the way they're like rewriting all the history books now, where they're basically saying like all the you know people who are essentially our version of like the founding fathers were all like these pieces of shit, and you're like, I never talked about this when I was a kid. Like these people were like esteemed people who did no wrong. There was no other side where they're like oh yeah they're also like these fucking bad people there's actually this really good um youtube channel called canadiana and they talk a lot about this kind of stuff they're pretty solid but yeah you know i don't know they yeah, you can teach kids that like i yeah, mean they probably do cool. teach kids now that all these people were like george washington was bad and like in america and columbus was bad but there's, uh, that's, that's I, I got- recent no, I got, I got some uh, like cousins and stuff, and like way younger people in my family who are like, like, I don't think they really know. I might ask them, like, let me see that textbook they giving you, dude. Like, I just want to read that textbook because I remember the textbooks they gave me, and they were pretty short. Like, dude, I was reading textbooks when I was. I also saw what were you in two thousand three? I saw the when they, like, I saw the bombing of Baghdad in two thousand three live. I was sitting in a hotel lobby taking a shuttle to an airport. Oh, where were, I don't remember. I think I was probably. I think actually I do remember the invasion. Yeah, I think I was at my parents' house. I was in college at that point. Um, yeah, I think I was at my parents' yeah. house. By the way, someone said is North Bay a small town? I guess it's fifty thousand people, but it kind of if you've been there, it's very small town vibes. Um, all right, dude. I'll, uh, I'm gonna let you go. What happened there? So, okay. yeah, okay. Uh, you Back guys were talking job. about uh, a few cool things, actually, uh, underground stuff, which I want to touch on. But first, I want to talk about the rewriting of history and the unreliableness of history. So um, I mentioned it on the History on Fire guy when he was, you know, pretty much anything beyond 500 years ago is completely uh, there's there's very, very little evidence to actually base it on. So um, there's no surviving records from Greece. Uh, there's not a single written word that was actually written by a Greek person surviving today. And there's also not for like the first thousand years of Rome. Um, and so most of that, even Roman history, is written about uh, what most of what we know comes from a guy named uh Fuck, I just had his name in my head. Um, but it Livy, Livy, I believe. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's incomplete works, you know, so we we really have very little idea of the his, of history, but it's presented as fact. And there's this narrative that's followed, no matter how weak the evidence is, it gets presented as supporting evidence. And if there's any, you know, contrasting evidence, it's just ignored or it's warped. So some examples of this, um, Carbon dating is the go-to dating method, right? Yeah. It's a horrible dating method uh, for anything that's not very, very recent. Um, and there's sonoluminescence dating, which is considered far more accurate and far more reliable than carbon dating. And it actually allows you to date rocks. So rocks absorb radiation from the sun 
and then they release that radiation at a steady rate, supposedly. So if a rock is put into a wall and that wall you assume has been there for since it was constructed, um, if you take like from the bottom side of the rock that hasn't been exposed to sun since it was put there, you can get the date of it. Okay. Okay. So they did this to like seven places in Egypt and the articles written about this are, oh, we've confirmed the dating. This is, you know, 4,289 years old. This is 3,786 years old, et cetera. Right. But then when you actually look at the results, which are not typically released to the public, right? Like you only get the articles, you don't get the actual hard science. Yeah. Um, the results varied. They, they would take three samples from each structure and the results varied by 2,000 years in almost every single structure. All right, hold that thought. We got another call here, Goob. Uh, hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Yeah, hi, Danny. Thank you for taking my call. No uh, problem. Hey, uh, Mike. Mike, hold on. Just uh, all right. I'm you're sorry, on with the ahead. Goob. You're on with the Goob, Mike. You're on the show. Let's hear it. What you got? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Mike in Colorado. Goob, Mike in Colorado. I, I just wanted to tell you. You know about yes. the airport? The uh, Denver airport? Yeah. Yes, I, I well vaguely. I know a little bit about it, but um, it is a kind of a weird place for sure. Um, there's a That's lot fine. of underground you, you, tunnels. You, you, there. Yeah, yeah. Any, go ahead. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Or was that you, Goob? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Goob, I've really enjoyed you tonight. Thank you for um, all the information you shared. And um, I was just going to ask you real quick, and then I'll just take my answer off the air. Um, you know, you were talking about kind of like ancient civilizations earlier and you know Zachariah Stitchin um I wanted to bring up you know he was known for his ability to read and interpret a lot of these ancient Sumerian and Akkadian clay tablets and he kind of interpreted those to kind of reveal this narrative about the true origins of humanity and civilization and so I just kind of wanted to ask you like do you have you looked into Zachariah Stitchin's kind of teachings on on the twelfth planet Nibiru and, and these ancient tablets he's kind of deciphered? Um, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for the question. I am somewhat familiar with it. I'm I'm certainly not an expert on the subject. Um, if you want my thoughts on the origins of humanity, I think that there's pretty clear evidence that there's a cyclical cataclysm that comes around every twelve thousand years. And uh, potentially every 6,000 years, um, maybe a lesser one every 6,000 years, I don't know, uh, but at least every 12,000. And so, I, and like I said, he, the Denisovan cave dates back, again, I was just talking about how unreliable dating is, so take this with a grain of salt, but like 280,000 years ago, um, and they have some pretty impressive artifacts in there. So yeah, I think we've been just repeatedly going through cycles of advancing and then getting wiped out and advancing. And I think we're right at the end of that next cycle, not to be a, you know, doomsayer or anything, but that's exactly what I'm doing, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're, um, we're coming up on, on the end of this current cycle, essentially. Yeah. The 12,000 years. That's the, what are we going to get a getting... flood? Uh, so my, my personal opinion is that, um, the magnetic field is weakening the sun is getting spicier and within the next you know 20 years likely we have a high high chance of just getting butt fucked by the sun back into the stone age um and maybe it won't happen but that yeah. th there seems to be indication of a 12,000 year cycle of disaster and the the sun is getting 
crazy right now as it does and our magnetic field is getting weaker as it does not do that is not supposed to happen so the sun's kind of normal but this is the the magnetic field is not so when you combine the two you potentially get disaster interesting all right sounds like we're kind of fucked um all right group that's uh yeah so so what else what else we got we got a little time left here so yeah um yeah, let's, so let's, the let's hey, it's very, very good by the way shout out shout out goob uh you definitely delivered last minute so i'd, I'd like thank to you give you um, props here sir so caves are interesting you guys were talking about dumbs a few calls ago and uh there's Nushabad in iran which is an entire underground city and i truly mean an underground city this is not just you know a couple of caves uh, there's Derinkuyu in Turkey, which is, again, an entire underground city, a massive one. Uh, there's the Longyu Caves in China, which are not a city, but there's I, there's like 34, and they're finding more, and they're pretty huge caves. And there's, there's so many more that I, I couldn't ever list. Like, there's a ridiculous amount of underground work in the ancient world. Um, and, and that's just, rather just, uh, just th- I'm looking up the new Shabbat right now. This is just to, um, f- because they were trying to get away from wars and stuff. Well, that's the mainstream explanation. Okay. Uh, and maybe potentially, but the amount of underground work suggests to me that they were trying to get away from the sun that, you know, butt fucks the earth every 12,000 years. Right, so they interesting. And so, because so like they became the sun got so hot that they became mole people essentially. Well, yeah, kind of. You know, for yeah. a little while. I mean, if but... the sun if the sun's so like inhospitable that you can barely go outside and there's no and air it's con- not so much no air conditioning that it's and hot just like that. Uh, it's it's solar flares and um, you know ejections of coronal mass ejections coming at the earth and especially with a weakened field um and that can like uh there the 19 or the 18 something carrington event 1820 carrington event or something like that was a solar flare just an x class not even anywhere near the biggest that the sun can produce right but a decent one and it lit all of the telegraph lines on fire because yeah. there was just so much electricity in the air. So if we got hit with that today, we would be absolutely demolished, especially because our uh, magnetic field is less than half the strength it was in 1820, and it's dropping rapidly. And so a smaller and smaller flare could do more and more damage to us, and the sun's ramping up more and more still. So, um Yeah. Yeah. That's uh yeah these underground where where are the other ones and you think do they have a similar timeline on them all like with that um so we have no idea how old these things are really because we just can't there's there's no way to really date them you can go okay we found an object in this from two thousand years ago so we know it's at least two thousand years old but we you know you don't know how much older it could be um but yeah Darren Kuyu I mentioned is another entire city. Um, and if you go back into the oldest religions and stuff uh, and and some other, like Graham Hancock is, is really good for this. I disagree with him on a decent amount of stuff, but he is good at, he looked at all the myths and religions around the world and he found commonalities between them. Like the great flood was almost entirely universal. But then there was also a lot about the sun. And um, like in these cave paintings, they have 
the the squatting man you know it's a little guy with his arms up and his legs out kind of yeah 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 and you see that everywhere um that's what a plasma discharge looks like that's the same shape as like a plasma discharge and so if the sun was just nuking us that's what you would see in the sky and you right. see that all around the world in cave paintings and stuff. So I, yeah, I think I'm there curious, was some like, knowledge. Yeah, I'm just curious if if all these underground things were similar timelines. That would be uh pretty interesting. Yeah, my my opinion is that there there was some knowledge that the sun was gonna do this. Some people did manage to keep some of that information alive, and there was underground structures built to to ride it out. Yeah, I don't know. There's a super chat here. I don't know what this even means, but this is from Anthony. He says, is it possible to reach a type four gen civilization? Um, type four, that's like harnessing a whole universe or type something. Type four civil, okay, it harnesses the power of its own supercluster of galaxies and eventually its universe of origin and becomes effectively immortal. So this is like a perpetual motion machine of civilization, essentially. That's... Yeah, harnessing the energy of literally the entire universe and controlling it all. That seems um, like too much energy. Yeah, probably not. I think uh, type one, which is, you know, harnessing the sun, we we harness a very, very small fraction being here on Earth, but like actually harnessing the entire sun. That might be possible. Um, certainly, we're never going to see it. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, we, we definitely will not see it. Um. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty interesting stuff to be honest. I the, the under the underground stuff definitely gets me, gets me pretty interested. There's so see. much of it, and it's not talked about much. But there's a there's a ridiculous amount of it. And to take the cave thing in a different direction, so a a very common question is where's the evidence for this advanced civilization? And that's usually when people are talking about it twelve thousand years ago. And I'm talking about some of this stuff surviving fifteen hundred years ago right? 1200 years ago. So yeah. um, where's the the evidence? Um, I think that the destruction of nature and the destruction of mankind and the desire to keep things secret is generally underestimated by people. Um, you know, if you did have this revolutionary technology, uh, especially if it's something that can't be recreated, like if you just have a machine, for example, Right. And you can't make another machine, but you just have that machine. You're not going to be running to share this with people. No, um, absolutely not. Actually, hold that thought. We got another call. Hold on a second, please. Hello. Thanks for calling low value mail. Who am I speaking with? My name is Matt. Matt. How you doing, man? Oops. What is going Good, on? Good, Danny. How are you? Oh, I'm hey. Well, I think now. Ryan Dawson just joined us. All right, Goob. I got I to gotta boot you, man. Is that you, Ryan? Yeah, it's me. You on the camera? Yeah, hold on, hold on a second. Oh, right. you're booting me for Dawson. Okay. He showed well, up. Cool. All right. Sorry. Appreciate <laughs> sorry, it. Sorry, dude. Goob. I don't know. Yeah. Don't thanks for having me on, Danny. All right. We'll get you in the after show. Um, Ryan, what's up, man? Uh, we're... I feel uh, mixed feelings about privileged and being a dick because I just booted somebody, apparently. <laughs> oh, it's all good. We, well, we, it was, it's a live show. Hold on a second. Just give me one second here. It's a live show. So, um, I don't, well, I, I guess we could go longer here, but, um, yeah, basically it's a live show. So it started at nine o'clock. So that's, that's when I, uh, thought, uh, you were coming on and, uh, anyways, it's all so, my fault because I, uh, 
It's all good. I, I had an employee quit and a bunch of shit happened uh, this morning. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm also supposed to be on this show. It's all good, dude. Shit happens. Well, thank you for coming on. I, um, I pulled the X-Pac thing. If you're a little bit late, everyone's angry. If you're extremely late, you're just glad you showed up. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it was, it was a surprising one because, yeah, I had multiple people on. By the way, thank you to the goob for uh, coming on. So how you doing, man? Hey, for filling in. Yeah, yeah right. for, he filled yeah. in. He filled in in quite the pinch, actually, and uh, he did a pretty good job talking about all this ancient civilization and all this shit. But uh, th- thank you for coming on. Oh, I don't know if we we might have a bad connection there. Man, we might have to do this in time. and then two Twitter spaces. Yeah, it's all uh, like, oh, yeah. Are, are you? Uh, is, are you just walking around? Are you outside? I'm. I'm almost at my house. I'm getting on the stable Wi-Fi in a minute. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. well, well, thanks for coming on. I know you're what you're in Korea. Yep. Oh, okay. That's uh. I was uh was in Japan for back and forth for 16 years, and then been in Korea since May. But still haven't really left Japan. I'm I'm still going back and forth between Korea and Japan now instead of Japan and the U.S. Oh, okay. Are you? Do you do you speak Korean and Japanese? Just Japanese. My Just Korean Japanese. sucks. Yeah. Korean sucks. Is, are they similar at all? No. No. Uh, I don't know. I know their yeah their characters look way different, right? They're like the characters. Yeah, completely almost... different. Goddamn, that must Korean be... writing is Korean writing is way easier than Japanese. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. Uh, completely different. Everything. Yeah. yeah Some of the grammar are similar, but. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Um. Cool. Well, I I appreciate you coming Whatever. on, man. I mean, well, uh, I mean, English long... grammar is similar to Chinese. So what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah. Um. Yeah. So you you uh, I don't even know where where to start, man. I guess you've been doing just nonstop shit for the past uh, few days, huh? You you have a new documentary out or 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 coming out? Well, it's like I have all these new people that never saw the old documentaries, right? And so what I thought I'd do is remake some of the ones that were made on Windows Movie Maker back in the early 2000s. Um, because the content's great, the information is great, but the movie, the visual side of it just looks like exactly what it is as somebody making a movie on Windows Movie Maker. 2005 computer you know <laughs> right right yeah yeah, yeah. you gotta yeah. update that shit um that, that's up, cool though upgrade all that stuff so yeah. you and i think you said well you had you had like a kind of uh like a go GoFundMe kind of thing going on there that you're trying to just well, not just, allowed on GoFundMe or go because or was it give send go yeah give send go yeah kickstart and GoFundMe and all that normie stuff is unavailable because of the adl yeah you're just banned so. from everything huh all the normie stuff. Yeah. yeah. No like YouTube, you're... no Patreon, no yeah, PayPal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I figure as much. Which is how you know I'm right. <laughs> it's like, dude, there's a second the when you didn't come on. And... Yeah, there's a second when like... you didn't come on tonight. And then I was like, shit, does he think I work for the ADL? Because I put out that sketch the other day. I was like, I hope he doesn't think that was serious. Um, it's like, um, I didn't even see it. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Well, I, I did this video where I said I work for the ADL. That went kind of nice. viral. Um, anyways, cool. So th- thanks for coming on. I, I I mean, there's so much I want to talk to you about. I'm sure you've been talking nonstop about uh, 9-11 for the last however many years. Uh, that, yeah, that's kind of like... It's important, you know. It, I, it's I, I, because I, 
no one knows anything about 9-11 because uh, of all the charlatans. And then obviously television movie is just, but they just jump from one lie to the next. Yeah. And, and it's, it's gotten to a point where the people that call themselves truthers or whatever, it's a cult. And it's, it's like the official unofficial story is worse than, and more ridiculous than the official story. Right. And, and what do you think like the biggest, like the, the main lies about, uh, Nine eleven that are kind of being purported are because I, I feel like there's just there's new ones coming up. Like I just did you see that doc, new documentary that just came out a couple of days ago? The um from that guy Graham McQueen. Do you know who he is? And no, again, it, I don't know. You might be like this summer. guy from one of the charlatans. I don't know him, but probably he is. It <laughs> it started off with because this they're just grifting. It started off the worst were Alex Jones and Loose Change. Yeah, who were you know airplane deniers saying the missiles hit buildings and stuff, denied hijackers or said they're still alive and pods and missing gold and all this bullshit. Then Richard Gage watches Loose Change, uses slides from Loose Change in his lectures and stuff, and then denies that he got it from Loose Change. But he basically rehashed Loose Change, and he titled an organization AE911, but it's not actually architects and engineers. He just went around to anybody, browbeating them, and and did a little questionnaire. And like anybody that said yes to, well, do you support an independent investigation? And most people are like, sure. He's like, okay, then you agree with us. <laughs> like, yeah. no, no, they don't agree with you. And he's right. a missile target. He's exactly the same as Loose Change, except two of the guys of the three that did that one, like reneged and recanted and left the yeah, Burmese is still out there selling more yeah tickets. and i've had Burmese actually on the show before he, he's come on before yeah he's so. he's literally retarded and then <laughs> and the other one was a heroin addict and stuff those kids are so fucking stupid and then uh and it's listen it's okay to believe something if someone lied to you and go oh wow you know yeah i don't think a plane could fit in an 18 18 foot hole or whatever yeah obviously but your premise is wrong because the hole's ninety feet across. The eighteen foot hole is so that because I've been watching because that was like the, the obviously that you're talking about the plane that crashed into the Pentagon, right? Some people say there was yeah. no plane, but some people oh, yeah, say that's that, even worse. some well, people say there's no plane. Some people like, say that there was a missile. They don't even explain what happened to the plane. Like, well, everyone saw a plane go to the Pentagon. No one saw it fly away. Yeah, and lots of people saw saw it or heard it or saw the right immediate aftermath. And there's pieces of the plane still in the building and the people on the plane are in the building. <laughs> All the evidence matches the plane. They'll take a picture of the exit hole and act like that's the entrance hole. Or they'll take select pictures where there's water spraying underneath the bottom and they only show the hole in the second floor and act like, oh, it all had to go in there. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of like anecdotal, like not even I I guess there still would be, you know, theories because a lot of people are like, uh, there'll be some guy who says, you know, I've there's no nothing from the engine. Like, where's the engine? And then they go, because of that reason, therefore, it could not have been a plane. What do you say about there? These people, it's like ad hoc hypotheses that you get from religious nuts. Yeah, it's like, well, they just keep making excuses indefinitely because they don't want to let it go. Mm-hmm. The earth wasn't made in six days. Now you can stretch that to be a metaphor. And, well, well, a day really means millions of years. Blah, blah, blah. Like, well, if you keep rationalizing at that point, it's unrecognizable from what it actually says. And it's a plane. And some people go, well, the landing gear and all that, maybe it was a global hawk or a drone or blah, 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 blah. 
No, it's, the DNA from the passengers is sitting at Walter Reed. They identified all the bodies. They had to get dental records and stuff in some cases, but they got everybody except for the baby. They had their DNA, including the hijackers. You have the air phone calls. You have debris of Flight 77, including the black box, all in the building. You do have a busted up engine, turbine. Because um, I know there's like the tires. highway or whatever, like is all the yeah. tower, the lights knocked over, right? Every, well, the light poles are designed to be knocked over. But I'm saying that's something why, had to knock them wanna... over though, right? Yeah, a plane. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A that, plane doesn't even have to hit a light pole to knock it down. If you hit a light pole from the top, even the wind from something going 400 miles an hour could probably do that. They blow over in regular storms sometimes. Right. Because they're designed think that... to give way so you don't impale a car on one of them. Right, right. And do you think, like, the reason why the Pentagon just doesn't release a, a non, like, shitty video is because they're just like, why? What do we care? Like, why do we have, don't to? have one? Why, why is there no video the, of it? Because the cameras in the Pentagon are in the Pentagon. And the cameras that are outside the Pentagon aren't filming some random wall. They're looking at the entranceway, people going in and out of the door. Yeah. They don't have a camera set up somewhere on the lawn pointed at a random wall behind a heliport of just bricks all day long waiting for a plane to arrive. Right. And the cameras they do have aren't designed to catch something zipping across the parking lot at four or 500 miles an hour. They're there to design people walking in and out of the building. And what about that the, one this video? This whole that... crap of all the 85 cameras, the FBI went around and took them all. No, they didn't. That is based on an affidavit. That number comes from an affidavit about 9-11 in general. And almost the entirety of all those cameras were talking about the film of the planes hitting in New York. Right. The little five frames they have at the Pentagon is all that exists. But even that five frames, that's a hell of a long missile. It's as long as an airplane, but it doesn't rest on that. It's like, it's not like, oh, there's no ev no other evidence. And we have to guess based on these five frames. There's a fucking plane in the building with a plane size hole full of passengers that were on the plane. Yeah. And there's no motive for this switcheroo shit. Like I hate wasting my time on this stuff. Like this is why we lose. I'm talking about who did 9-11 and why, going back to the Saudi and Israeli governments and stuff, and you faggots are talking about thermite <laughs> and missiles and stuff. It's like, this is why this is why we're fucked. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I like, believe this stuff. I'm just saying these are what I'm a lot of you, people do like, believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck um, them, dude. They're not even... Those people will never amount to anything. Like, if you get suckered into that, after someone shows you... I understand getting lied to, but once someone shows you, oh, look, Here's a giant fucking hole. Oh, you say there's no debris. Here's a bunch of photos of debris. And you know what they do? They start going, maybe they planted those there to make it look like a plane. Right. And, and like, then you oh, go, this yeah, is just, yeah. And you're just getting you it. It's like you are so egotistical that you can't admit being wrong and change your mind when you get better evidence. Yeah. Okay. And so that's what it is. Your main after, you know, you've probably done more research on this than maybe any person on earth. Safe to say. Possibly. That's yeah, not it, even. It's, it's, it's like. I'm in uh, the top 10 for sure. For sure. Right. So you're, you're at the point where, um, he, he, you know, obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the, it's the Saudi and Israeli governments who are behind. For and the, the U S and the, the U S the U S Saudi Arabia and Israel. have had intelligence sharing faction for a long time. They did Iran Contra together. They financed ISIS together in Syria after the war, the Saudis and, uh, the U S financed diaspora in Afghanistan, which is where bin Laden gets his start creating a splinter group of the Mujahideen called Al-Qaeda. I mean, that Al-Qaeda has not been separate from intelligence agencies from its inception. 
It's yeah. not like, oh, before 9-11, they worked with the U.S. And after 9-11, ISIS and Al-Qaeda are working with the U.S. in Iraq and Syria. But during 9-11, they just had a break and that did that all by themselves. <laughs> like, no. And this is what pisses me off about the Pentagon stuff, besides sounding retarded and turning 9-11 into a tar baby. One of the really damning pieces of evidence is Dick Cheney refused to shoot down Flight 77. And you have Norman Mineta's famous testimony. He's the transportation secretary. Yeah, saying, yeah, someone just was young man, called 30 miles it. out, 20 miles out, blah, blah, blah. 30 miles out from what? And what are you you're refusing to shoot down the plane? Hanji Hanjor came in at too high an altitude, so he had to go and do a big loop around Virginia. So he's not like he went, and this isn't some top gun maneuver. He just turned around and then came back again at a lower altitude and hit it. So they had two chances to shoot down that plane. Yeah. And Cheney refused. And because the hijacker messed up and had to do a do-over, oops, I'm too high, let me come in again, there was really hard to explain why they're not shooting down this plane. What do they do? Well, they, they created a disinformation campaign about, oh, you know what, it kind of looks like a missile. Blah, blah, blah. They fed this information to retarded people and then they use their go-to guy Alex Jones, because Alex has no filter and they know this guy will reach millions of people. He's very animated and high energy and stuff. All we got to do is whisper in his ear and he'll, he'll run the touchdown for us. And Alex did. He had loose change on his show and every other dumbass, and he never had anyone serious. That's like, is he working for them or is he really just a useful idiot? Doesn't matter because the results the same. But when, when they started talking about missile stuff, the Cheney thing disappeared. And I thought, it's weird that you guys will talk about the Mineta testimony and in the same breath say there's no plane. Like, what's 30 miles out? He's not right. talking about Flight 93 because in the fucking, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> they, in the 9-11 commission, which they like, oh, that's a joke. No. In the testimony from Mineta to Lee Hamilton, he goes, are you talking about Flight 77? Yes, the one that hit the Pentagon. Real crystal clear. Right. Our government refused to shoot down a hijacked plane by Al Qaeda. And did they know? Like, and is your theory that because they knew that that's then they just they wanted it for the pretext of all the stuff that they eventually did? Was it? You know what's sick is hitting New York should have been enough, right? You would think so. So, well, yeah, unless unless there was some stuff in the Pentagon he wanted to disappear. Who knows? But Cheney knew the plan, and he didn't know whether the towers were going to fall or not. Or just got hit. But hitting the military center is going to piss all them off and all their families off. And they're going to be ready to new Pearl Harbor somebody. And, they, right. you know, they wanted a war in Iraq. Yeah. and, and Because was... they blamed that on Iraq. They said Saddam Hussein was working with Al-Qaeda. They said that he gave, that his uh, senior Iraqi officials gave anthrax to Mohammed Atta. It wasn't true. And you know the origin of that was the Israelis. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the note said, death to Israel, death to America. Like, oh, right, really? yeah, the anthrax thing. Yeah, I was just watching mm -hmm. in the, 
and they they got a guy for it, didn't they? Some guy who worked in the the American military who then killed himself. They yeah they first they chased around this guy named Stephen Hatfield who won a six million pound settlement for De Sterling, and then they blamed everything on this dude Bruce Ivins. Bruce Ivins, and then he the suicide he yeah he kills himself allegedly all by himself. And never had a trial or anything, but after he died, they proved he didn't have the equipment or skill set to do the gain of function research on anthrax because the anthrax wasn't just from a dead cow or something. They had anthrax spores that had catalysts and accelerants added to it to make it more deadly called weapons grade anthrax. And Ivan's didn't have the means. But what I find interesting is like, huh, you know. Instead of comparing it to Pearl Harbor, why don't we compare it to an event where, I don't know, the World Trade Center got hit with a truck bomb right? Huh, in 93. And what also happened back then? No, oh, somebody stole 23 vials of gain-of-function anthrax out of the lab in Fort Detrick. How about that? Named Philip Zach. And they didn't even question this guy. And here's another kicker. Somebody, when... They screwed up because they sent a letter to the FBI blaming the anthrax attack on this guy, Ayat Assad, this Egyptian guy who didn't even work there anymore. Yeah. The problem is they're like, what anthrax? Because none of the mail had been opened yet. Because all the planes got grounded on 9-11, 9-12. And so the mail was all, you know, just stuck in central like places. Like, and they, yeah, they had to, yeah. yeah, they had to sort it out. And so they don't open any anthrax. Stevens gets killed October yes. And they're not, they didn't open the anthrax yet, but this guy who had been fired from the lab, who had been caught on camera stealing anthrax from the lab where he used to work, this is a preemptively writes a letter. His name is Philip Zach. He preemptively wrote a letter trying to blame everything on this guy, Ayat Assad, who he had been harass harassing at that lab in the past. That's why he got fired. He put a blow-up camel in his locker with a dildo. It was just regular, you know, Zionist, racist guy. He had a whole clique called the Camel Club to harass and pick on this Egyptian scientist. They were trying to kick him out because the other six, they would have had an Israeli monopoly on the, the second to be able to do whatever they want because he and was this there. Is, sorry, what year is this? This is back in 92, 93, 92, December, okay. January. And in that then uh, this is a month before World Trade Center 3 was bombed by the Ryder truck. And it seemed like back then it, the plan was knock one tower to the other with a truck bomb and follow it up with an anthrax attack. But because they botched it, the tower didn't fall. Trucks parked in the wrong place. The idiot went back and tried to get a refund. And, you know, they traced the rental address back to this woman named Josie Hadass, who was a Mossad agent. Like, why are you staying in the apartment <laughs> of a foreign intelligence officer? Isn't that odd? And then somebody steals anthrax. But the thing is, during 9-11, anthrax is mailed on September 18th, but it wasn't open for a while. But but Philip Zach's letter trying to blame Assad was open before the anthrax is open. So he's trying to blame him for something that no one could know about. What anthrax? Then they open anthrax. Oh, this anthrax. So they go and they ask Assad, who wrote this letter? And but given all the details about his life and stuff, the person knew it had to be Philip Zach. He's like yeah. this guy. Did the FBI then go and question him? Nope. You know what they did? They went to Ames, Iowa, and destroyed anthrax samples. What are you doing? 
And at this time, John McCain goes on Letterman's show and says, you know, there's some evidence that some of this anthrax may have come from Iraq. And that's when they start lying about Atta went to Prague and all this crap. And knew it wasn't true because they never questioned the prime suspect who could royally fucked up by not waiting until the anthrax was open before he sends his letter trying to pen it on somebody. Right. So that's kind of in your, that seems to be the smoking gun. Cause obviously how could you write a letter without, without obviously. Yeah. And it seems like they weren't coordinated because he knew, he like knew it was happening. He's the one that steals it and everything. But he maybe didn't get the memo that like, no, 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 we're not interested in this guy, your little personal vendetta. We're blaming this on Saddam because we want a war in Iraq. And that's yeah. what they went with, the James Woolsey story and all that. But the FBI just ignores this and just ignores like, why isn't he in jail anyway for being on film, going, breaking in the lab where he used to work, doing illegal research, and, and then there's missing vials of anthrax. And, he and ought to be in prison for that. And his little cohort, Dr. Ripley, ought to be in jail, too. She's the one that unlocks the door and does the key card stuff for him. Right. Like, they should both be in prison for that anyway. Nope. Why? And it's because it's blackmail. I mean, Israel is so embedded into our defense industry, especially in biowarfare, that it's like you got to leave them there or else. They have so many moles. Like, okay, we'll share all of this with Russia. and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's actually what it is, can... where they're just like, they're, they know that they should do something, but it, it wasn't more of they like a larger government conspiracy. They can't like... do anything. And and also, the blackmail rings are deep. I mean, Clinton was an Epstein client. Right. It, it just goes so deep. It just goes kind of everywhere. Which makes you wonder, why are all these people into kitty fucking and stuff? Like, how do they ascend to positions? I think they profile them first. And yeah. then push him into those positions. Interesting. Yeah, I had. I don't. You know who Nick Bryan is? He wrote uh, mm -hmm. the wrote about the Franklin scandal. I had him on. We were talking about it. And it's, oh, uh, that's yeah, that's a that's a sick one. Yeah, it's a really yeah. crazy. But he he was talking a lot about this kind of similar stuff. So I, I wanted to ask you about. Obviously, you talk about like the that was little boys. That was Mostly. little boys. Yeah, and that was in Omaha. That was like a, that was like a mm -hmm. national. Uh, pedophile ring or whatever, but yeah, Larry had, King, not the talk it, show host, the other, yeah. yeah, exactly, Lawrence King or whatever. But the main thing was that the attorney general was told to back off. The attorney general of I can't remember what state was told to back down, I believe, or maybe that's in the Epstein thing. But like, there's only two people in the United States who have the authority to do that. It's essentially like the president and I think the vice president or whatever. So that that's just kind of the extent to which this stuff. Um, well, stuff but Epstein goes. Acosta was told back off. This is intelligence. Right, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that. like, yeah. Well, I don't think the CIA is spying on itself. I think no. it's the Israelis. Yeah, you look yeah, at yeah. Epstein's financing and everybody around him, and like it's really clear which foreign state is involved in this one. Yeah. And so um Maxwell, yeah. So someone actually in the chat or maybe someone who called in, but the Israeli art students, you talk about them a lot. Um, I, to be honest, I, you know, I obviously know about like the dancing Israelis and I'm sure everybody's heard that, that meme. Why are the, the suitors still living in the United States? Just similar blackmail thing or, or was that, or were they like, what's your opinion on that? Cause I was surprised to learn that they're actually still here. Because it doesn't matter. Like they, Dominic Souter and Ornette Livingston, they did flee to Israel, but they returned and some of this is false reporting. Like, in, there's more than one person named Dominic Souter. Yeah. Some of they didn't even spell his name right. They added a C. There's no C in his name. And like, oh look, that's that guy from Urban Movie Systems. Like, no, it isn't. 
He's living in Florida. No, he isn't. <laughs> it's just dumb reporting. Right. So you're saying that the current they left and live in Tel Aviv. Oh, so the so the because that that I believe I saw that from um, the gray zone, which I I guess is I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they, they, they seem fairly critical of Israel. So they, I guess. they also think um, this tattooed weirdo was in Mariupol with Azov, and right. I showed that he was in jail in Florida, arrested April first. It is not in Mariupol. It's just the gray zone. Anything that fits their leftist worldview, they believe it. Because, yes, there are Nazis in Ukraine. There are Azov recruiting diaspora from rent. So because that's true, they're like, ooh, ooh. And this guy's admitting the CIA hired him. <laughs> like, no. The CIA doesn't go up to somebody and say, hi, we're the CIA. Why don't you come to Ukraine and fight? They use intermediaries like the National Endowment for Democracy or one of the little supposed NGOs. It would be a Ukrainian front that would recruit this guy if they did it. But he wasn't yeah. there. He never even left Florida. He's getting arrested in Florida over and over again. It's like, oh, yeah, in between jail, you flew to Ukraine and somehow escaped from Harry Apple with Nazi swastikas on your face. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah Anybody yeah. with a tattoo, they were making them take their clothes off. And if you had a swastika, you got on the bus, you got sent to Siberia. Right, right, right. Do you have any, uh, did you see the video of him? This, uh, what's his name, Bone? Uh... Oh, he's also... You see that video where he got um, the cops, like the cops, like uh, body cam footage or whatever, when they're like in the car with him. Well, he's you know he's also photoshopped pictures of Azov patches on his yeah. uniform, and he's just like he's crazy, got a basically. shotgun with like a weird bottom barrel that looks like that was a fake or a place in there. And people go look at the noise and noise background, like these. He's not in Ukraine, but Gray Zone fell for it. Right. Gray Zone did a report on like the Gitmo files and go, oh, new nine eleven information. Look at this. Two 9-11 suspects, Nawif al-Hazmi and Khalid al-Midhar, got money from these other guys from Saudi Arabia, Osama Basnan and Omar Bayoumi, and it really goes back to Bandar Bush. None of that's new information. We've been saying that since 2006. Yeah. It, but to them, it's new, because they never really looked at 9-11. And they did this stupid piece on the dancing Israelis Acting like it was no big deal. That was also from a gray zone. Yeah, well, that's that's that the one that, that I was actually referencing. Which so I thought... many things wrong. Yeah, I'm like you, who's doing this? I thought that they was an know. odd piece to be like, yeah, there's just like it was the dancing Israelis was actually just here. Here's the explanation. No big deal. And you're like, that's a uh, lot of coincidences. They, they did not go. They don't know because they didn't look at their interrogation. They all had different timelines. They all were lying about it. Paul Kersberg admitted that. The J.A. had sent them there. They failed their polygraph test. It's like, no. The fucking Miami field office contacted Newark and said that these uh, classic international movers, which was tied to our moving system, it's one of six front organizations, had given a hijacker a ride from Florida to the Northeast. Right. And uh, they, but... they, even, they even have a photo that they're sent to Langley, and it's all wiped out, but it still has the timestamp 831. So the truck pulls in front of the building around 8.31 and goes to the back. Well, the plane doesn't hit till 8.46. Right. So that's prior knowledge. Yeah, yeah. They uh, don't know that. That's not in their report. And so in your whole, you contend essentially this was all just, the, the entire thing was just to get into Iraq to just basically keep the, keep America at war essentially? No, it was Iraq was like on their list, but the entire thing was to replace the Cold War with the War on Terror, sort of never-ending escapades against Israel's enemies. Right, and is that what they were trying to do in ninety-three? And to assure 
they want the opium so that they can pay for all their black budgets. And then they're going to Iraq, Syria. They had a script. They had seven countries they wanted to invade. And, that, you know, there's a little famous thing for, I think it's Wesley Clark's talking about it because they, he came down from upstairs. What's upstairs? Richard Pearl's Defense for Policy Board. That's where they're getting this crap. And, you know, Walter Jones, congressman from North Carolina, saying it looked like a Chinese menu. They're just like, oh, we'll just convey here and then we'll go here and I make up pretext. Yeah. And they're like, well, how can we use 9-11 the best? Let's let's use this clout where everybody's angry because America got its two front teeth knocked out to blame it on Iraq. Say he had something to do with it. And then we'll say, oh, yeah, he moved the weapons of mass destruction to Syria. Judith Miller actually wrote that in the New York Times. Sourcing Pearl Wolfowitz and Israeli security forces. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And you, you were, so you, you've you been a ge geopolitical analyst for 24 years. Were you instantly, like, when when 9-11 hit, like, were your kind of antenna up on, on... I was worried that Bush Jr. was going to flatten somebody. Yeah. I was worried. I was like, everyone's so angry, and they got little, little yellow magnets made in China on their SUV. And I thought, he's going to, he's just going to Hiroshima somebody. Yeah, I was like, worried. something really stupid. They're going to overreact. Yeah, well, he did, but not that stupid, at least. But... Right, right. Um, yeah, by we the were way, in over. What's that? The war started within a month. Yeah, and then it was, what, like 18 months until they went into Iraq? Mm -hmm. They had yeah. to get the rhetoric up, and they had to move their forces and move the carriers and all that in place. Um, all right. One second. So just uh, for whoever's watching the phone lines, if you want to, if you have any questions for uh, Ryan, you can call in one triple eight nine four nine two nine six nine. Do you ever do call-in shows? Do you ever get, get rarely because of where I live? You know, I do want to say I like the gray zone in general. You know, yeah. good reports on Palestine and stuff. But well, that's, sometimes I... they just they just get out of their comfort zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind like of Max Blumenthal was like all was like anti Bashir al-Assad for months. And then fun, suddenly he got red pilled on Syria and he's been good ever since. But they I don't know. They're leftists, man. They don't think they just look around, see where the tide's going and join it. Yeah. But they're pretty good. That, that's why I guess why I brought them up, because they're pretty critical of Israel generally. So then for them to yeah. uh, right for them to be doing this and then but then again, they just arrive to like. It was kind of a whole nothing wrong of... with being critical of Israel or neo Nazis, but you have look, you have to be specific. Yeah, not every evil thing is them, you know. Like sometimes, sometimes you just have some asshole in Florida trying to act like he was an asshole. Yeah, dude, and he was some loser. Um, all right, yeah. uh, we got a call. Just so you know, I'm I'm gonna pick it up. Um, there'll be a few seconds where you can't hear anything. Don't worry about that. It's just normal. One second, please. Hello, thanks for calling. Low value mail. Who am I speaking with? What's up, Danny? It's it's George again. Hey, George. I was talking to you earlier. Uh, one moment, please. And you are on with uh, you're on with Ryan. Go ahead. What's up, Ryan? How are you? Hey. Glad I you agree, made it. Lincoln. Hey, I'm, just, I'm curious. <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm just curious. Um, you know, wait. You said what? I just when anyone new says something, anything, I go. I agree. Lincoln was an asshole. Oh, yeah. I had a yeah, few people he, he wanted, to know, wanted to know your thought about Lincoln. <laughs> there was a few messages about that, actually. No, like, go, go uh, actually that was know. one of my questions, actually. Oh, is it? <laughs> it was like, why? It was one of my Perfect. questions. Like, why do you 
why is that one of the things that you just go off of so much? Like, why is Lincoln that much of an asshole? Well, why? because other assholes, everyone knows they're an asshole, right? <laughs> I, I don't have to spend a lot of time kicking Hitler in the nuts or Stalin because everyone knows. But people venerate Lincoln like he's some heroic figure that freed the slaves or something. So I feel like that one needs extra attention because they got they not only got it wrong, they got it like a completely opposite of what he was. Yeah. Yeah. You're just saying like so much time Plus, has passed like, that everyone you know, also rewrote history. He's one of the he's in he did it to the United States, which is where I'm from. So you know, other assholes in other parts of the world. Lincoln's the one that killed the free press. He shut down all the newspapers. And after the war, it never recovered. You had state-run media from then to now. That's just one of the things he did. Hmm. Yeah, you don't yeah, hear a lot of anti-Lincoln folk. He's the original neocon. He did not free any slaves either. That, he, wanted to, he wanted total separation. He was against slavery, but not because... He wanted to send them back. He wanted to send them to Panama to dig a canal. <laughs> he wanted to send the fucking back. He didn't. He, he didn't want yeah, him over at he, all. Well, it was too <laughs> expensive to to place him in Africa, so he was putting them. He did send five hundred to Haiti, out of D.C., and uh, he was shipping them to the Caribbean and shipping them to South America. He's like, well, we can't live with them, obviously. So, what are we going to do with all these people? Yeah, so maybe that'll be documentary number two after you you uh, update the nine eleven one. Will be uh, Lincoln as a. I mean, it's been. I think it's well known. Like the Emancipation Proclamation didn't free any of the slaves in the North or any of the territory they controlled in the South. Yeah, and people don't even know basics. Like, yes, yes, the North also had slaves. Kentucky, Delaware, Maryland, D.C., Missouri, New Jersey, all had slaves. The California had it. You know, illegal on paper and not in reality. The Nevada territories all had slaves. And they continued with Chinese slaves to build a railroad after the war. They weren't fighting to end slavery. They ha had slaves themselves. Grant had slaves, and he's on the $50 bill. He's the yeah. main commander of the Indian Army, and he personally had slaves. They weren't fighting to end slavery. They're fighting to preserve the Union because they needed the revenue from the South. And the South's fighting because they got attacked. Right. Um, anything else, caller? I mean, yeah. Take the soldiers and slaves. <laughs> I mean, um, my one question is, why did you have beef with uh, Top Top Lobster from Tower Gang? Like, what what was that all about? Oh well, that guy. He's the cult of Dave Smith. So, I was on with Dave Smith well, when I had a YouTube channel that was like twice the size of his. Then he wants to be on the show. Once I get banned, he's like, oh, I don't know this guy. And every you really find out who your friends are because when I'm no longer, when they can no longer grift on me, then it's like, I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't want to. And I'm like, Smith, why don't you say that? He goes on Rogan. He goes on, he's like, tell them to talk to either myself or Scott Horton about these war issues and stuff. And then he went on Rogan again after reading whole chapters of Scott Horton's book and talking to Horton for hours. And then just basically reiterates that. And he's like, yeah, I'm the Ukraine guy. Like, you just learned that Yeah, that yesterday. Scott Horton tweet. That Scott Horton tweet was ridiculous. So he's like, hey, well, you know, like, let me he, just post all know, those things. And I'm like, look, dude, Dave, whatever, you're a comedian, you know Rogan, you can go on the show and you can say whatever you want. Yeah, but, but if you're going to web somebody, 
and just steal all their shit and not give them credit. That's just lower than dog shit. Yeah, you should have said, yeah, I learned all that. He could have done it. He could have said, but you know who you really need to get on is Scott Warden. That's where I learned this stuff. Well, he should have yeah. said he learned it. No, from he him. he should have done that. I feel like I feel like Dave Smith kind of felt bad about it, but then like couldn't really. No, do he doesn't. About it no, he doesn't. Like, shit. He he doesn't. He's yeah. a Yankee. He doesn't care. He's a grifter. Yeah, and it's the same crap. I'm like not. Dave. I could no, come on and talk about. No, that has nothing to do. I didn't. I didn't mention Dave Smith. I was just saying like what what's your. No, I'm just telling like, top, top lobsters. Problem was, he said, "Do you think you can get Sneeko on Tower Gang or something?" And I said, yeah. yeah, right. And you said not. Why would I, like, you see me cuddling. Yeah. I'm like, when you, all yeah. you guys, you all ganged up on me when I went after the saint of Dave Smith. And the only reason I let it go is because Reed Coverdale said as a favor, can you just let him, whatever. I was like, okay. Because I like Reed. Yeah, Reed He's my friend. Reed, I dropped man. it. But yeah, I Reed, regret man. it. Because I'm like, no, I should have gone full on way back then. Like, oh, you're just trying to get on Dave's show. I'm like, I was already on Dave's show. I had the second no, largest libertarian show no, after Ron Paul. They've all put you on. No, I just feel like I just yeah. Feel like when I had a big show, they wanted know. me on. They wanted me to promote yeah. them on my show because it's like okay, I gained. I just people. feel like thousands of people. Right? You're right. I don't care. You're right. Like ninety-five percent of the time, like you were right on so many things, and you just go scorchers sometime, and you kind of make the people that. That believe in nope, the things but you say, asked me the question, so I'm giving you the answer. Sometimes he no, they'd already yeah, turned yeah, on me. I was like, okay, so when the chips were down, I, I'm invisible. You, now that you, you see me with Sneeko, shut up and let me right, ask thanks, the question, Colin. asshole. I, I let him go. I let him go. <laughs> like, you asked, he, he asked me get Sneeko on my show, and I'm like, yeah, right. What major guest with uh, you know millions of views are you providing to me? You wouldn't do or help or side with me on anything. When I got censored off everything, you didn't care. And now you're at, you have the audacity to ask me for some super guest. First of all, I'm not Sneeko's manager or whatever anyway. And if I was, I'm not going to put him on some backward dinky fucking show like that because it's bad. And I, I'm like, well, you didn't ask me on the show. Here comes 9-11. You want Sneeko. Why? Because he's got a huge audience and you're just trying to use him to build yourself up. That's it. And I'm not doing like, the way D.A. Smith did to me and what he did to Horton and you guys are just his little fucking ass candy. Uh-uh. I'm not going to build up your little shit show. And then for like four days, he did nothing but talk shit on me because I wouldn't give him a multi-million dollar guest. I'm like, yeah, why would I do that? Why am I going to help the people who refuse to help anybody else? They only want people on to increase their uh, presence. They're just clout chasing dickheads. And I'm like, uh, I would go on your show when you, I knew you didn't have an audience or anything. And I promoted all you cocksuckers and yeah. I promoted you on a fairly large YouTube. But once I got censored, no one did the same for me except for Reed and Jackman. So we're fine with them. But right, those little enough. faggots, those little, those little five foot midgets can kiss my ass. All right. Let's take all of them like that tall. Every single one of them is like that tall. <laughs> and they just worship Dave Smith and Dave Smith did Scott Horton dirty. And I'd be like, dude, Scott Horton is one of these guys that knows everything about yeah, all Scott these Hart, wars Scott and stuff. Buffett is asked, who is doing the uh, shows guy he every debated? day? He, he, um, William that, Pistol. Yeah, oh man, that was <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah. That guy was and, like, Dave so have done out that. of his They've been friends forever. And it's like, can you imagine what would happen if Scott Horton got on Joe Rogan? That would change the world. Yeah. But instead you have some like, you have somebody trying to relay a tenth of the information on his own. 
and that just shouldn't have been it. And it's like multiple times. Okay, we got another call. Uh, one second, please. Hello. 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 Hey, what's up, Goop? Hey, Danny. Hey, one second. Uh, All right, that, you're, they you're changed the entire Dawson. pool of libertarianism because they're like a bunch of anarchists. And they're like, oh, statist, I don't want to have a post office, you state worshiper. And uh, it's like, oh, yeah, you want property rights without any enforcement. Anarchy is like an untenable, retarded philosophy. And they turn people, everybody away because people are like are very willing and very attracted to that Ron Paul, Daniel McAdams style libertarianism, that Jeffersonian John Locke philosophy, which is solid because it got Adam Kokesh and Dave Smith, two Jewish anarchists that subverted it and turned it into... A, a live action role play with a couple of midget retards that just run around, <laughs> hail, praise St. Smith, talking about anarchy, loses a debate to Nick Fuentes, the white separatist. Like, that's just embarrassing. Um, okay, we, we, we got a call here. And uh, I kept my mouth shut the whole time because Reed asked me to until he had that little turd had the audacity to ask me to put Sneeko fucking Sneeko on his show. All right, no. all right. This is, not the, this is not the podcast drama show. Okay, I appreciate it. All right, Ryan. You have some dick ask me a question like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry about my, that. No uh, call screeners here. My, it's my it's called low is... value mail, not high value mail. Uh, but anyways, Goob, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, we've. I think the audience has got it pretty clearly that everyone's a retarded faggot. Um, <laughs> but we just want to know no, about the conspiracies. Three, That's all we. Yeah. Well, you're not we gonna just, learn. We them. just want to know about the conspiracies. Uh, go, go ahead, Goop. Which conspiracy? You got a question? Uh, I mean, you were talking about 9-11, and we got that it was definitely plain, but... Uh, yeah, go ask go ask Dave Smith. You know, any any conspiracy you like. We just, we just want to hear about conspiracies. That's all. I was all, telling all, you about, that Al-Qaeda has never been separate from intelligence agencies. I was telling you that it wasn't new information that the Saudis gave money and logistics support to hijackers. I was telling you that the Israelis had front companies and gave a ride to Al-Omari. I was giving you the conspiracy. All yeah. you want to hear about is controlled demolition. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, no, I, I think people, that's all they do hear about. And I think people want to hear about the, the alternative to that. First know? of all, you had people caught who went to jail who were doing illegal work in the world trade centers who had sabotaged the fire prevention systems which maximized the damage done by the fires and Khalid Odala, Sakir Hamad, Muhammad Fares, we have their names, we have their mug shots and the 9-11 kook movement doesn't know about this. They're in there looking for nanothermite or do weapons or whatever they're on to next, mini nukes or something Right, and what, what year was that that they uh, caught those people? Was that the first the they first caught, attack they, or the no, second No, they one? didn't they didn't catch them until oh that was 2002. They got them a few months later. There was a sting operation in Tennessee where a woman that worked at the Department of Motor Vehicles, her name was Catherine Smith, had been giving out IDs, fake IDs, well real IDs to people who didn't deserve them. And Tennessee didn't need a social security number at that time. I believe you do now after this. But serendipitously they did a sting operation not knowing that this was going to be attached to 9-11 at all. One of these morons in the parking lot, the six guys got arrested, had on his person in his wallet a, a pass to do work in the World Trade Center dated September 5th. 
So six days before 9-11, they were in there. And it was for a company that had falsified credentials for fire suppression. So they got references, letters of reference that they just made up so that they could uh, pretend to be a uh, heating and plumbing company that could fix sprinklers for fire suppression when they did not really have the credentials. And it also turned out that Sergey Denko, the owner of the company, there wasn't really a company. It was just a residential address in New York. And so all these, they all got arrested and they're like, well, if it's not a real fire suppression company and you're not even allowed to hire these people to get in the World Trade Center anyway, because the Port Authority is supposed to be in charge of that, the only way in is if a tenant within the building had requested it. And there was a tenant in the building, Zim Shipping, who left the building. There were other tenants, but who all hired them doesn't matter. It wasn't a real plumbing company and they got caught and one of them had driven a truck from New York to Tennessee on the day of 9-11. They had access to the towers and they weren't working to fix the sprinklers. They were working to break the sprinklers. And because that water didn't go is why the fire was able to topple the tower. And people go, oh, no way fire can take down. Yes, it can. Interesting. So now, there is what, evidence what were they charged of truck with? bombs in addition to that. They were charged with the fake ID scam, and they got thrown in jail. And here's another interesting twist. While they're in police custody, except for Khalido Dalla, he gets a quarter million dollar bail. That's a lot of money for a truck driver. Yeah. Somebody in Israel that gets this guy from Jerusalem out. and But the underlings just go to prison. While they're in police custody and the other guys fled to Israel, the main witness in the case, Catherine Smith, dies in a car accident where she set herself on fire, allegedly all by herself. She's in a car, by the way, that Khalid Odala had gifted her. Wow. He bribed her by giving her a car. That's how he was getting these licenses or one of the ways. And she was burned so badly, her arms fell off. Typically, when women commit suicide, it's not it's not by setting themselves no, on fire no, generally nobody, nobody does, that. does that yeah, yeah exactly but especially women usually take sleeping pills or something they don't stab themselves or hang themselves and definitely don't burn themselves inside a car while the car was like moving and it barely tapped a light pole and so it wasn't like the car hit something and exploded there was an accelerant in the car and susan nass the fbi agent found gasoline traces in her clothing she could have dumped gas all over herself and then let herself on fire, but there's no like gas can or anything. So what'd she do? Douse herself in gasoline at her house, get in the car, drive somewhere, and then set herself on fire. Didn't make any sense. Somebody murdered her because they couldn't have her talking about the other guys that were in jail. Right. Um, all right and this another... whole story and the fact that you had people illegally in the towers for a fake company from a foreign state, all this, and then a mur there's a murder of Smith, and she had children and was well-loved. She had like 200 people at her funeral. She was not a suicidal person. She died. Like the kook movie, they don't care. They just want to talk about, you know, holograms or whatever. Yeah. Like so you, you, you basically think that basically the, the main, not the mainstream narrative, but the main uh, conspiracy narratives are mostly bullshit. The towers came down. 
due to the fires, but there was obviously some, you know, shenanigans in terms of like the fire. Well, due to the fires, because the fire prevention systems have been sabotaged. Right. And in addition to that, there is some evidence of truck bombs, the police chief and fire, the fire department. Is that the bangs that everybody had of the fire department? Pat Dawson, Rick Sanchez, people said we've found police have found a van with a suspicious device. Maybe explosives. They had found vans with explosives in the parking garage of the World Trade Center, which that's the basement levels right underneath the World Trade Center. Same thing they did in '93. And they also would pull over a van later that night near or on the George Washington Bridge packed with explosives. And they pulled over two more vans, one found at the um, Liberty State Park and another one on East Rutherford. That's the dancing Israelis. And their van had traces of explosives, according to the bomb-sniffing dog. Like it had been in there and been removed. So there is some evidence of that. So it may have been, and I'll, I just give you the evidence. You can think what you want. It is absolutely perfectly possible that fire can take the building down on its own. But just because it could doesn't mean it did. Because it appears that there had redundancy. They didn't know whether it was going to fall from one strike. So they have truck bombs, which apparently they were going to try to pin on Palestinians. And it is it also seems like Flight 93 was supposed to double up and hit the Trade Center again, but it never made it there. And there was right. another flight, Flight 23, that never got off the ground, but more than likely that was going to hit the other tower. So they're going to hit both towers twice. But it seemed that the... And it looked kind of weird because it was kind of fading. And then suddenly it collapses and there's seismic evidence and witnesses of secondary explosions in the basement and da, 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 da. So yeah. it appears like it was teetering. And then those truck bomb was enough. If you drop the core an inch, the whole third of the building fell and plow through and wreck and the do, building. Now but, for all the people who said that they heard the first thing they heard was um, like a lot of people, there was like over a hundred people, I think, or something who said they heard a loud bang uh, in the lobby from below. From yeah. from below, basically in the lobby, was that the elevator shafts breaking, or was that? Uh... It could, you know, I doubt those people would know what an elevator falling that far hitting the ground would sound like. The right. thing is, and there's fuel and stuff and fire and all that. The whole subway's full of smoke. The firemen that are in there are hearing it, do 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 do. They're not hearing floor by floor detonations. They're hearing the cars in the parking garage going off, pop 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 next to each other. Is all from below. And, you know, it's it's not really worth it to get lost in the weeds on exactly what, you know, what type of explosive or what was down there, whatever. You know it was hit by a plane, and you know the fire prevention systems are sabotage. There is evidence of, the, of at least one van found with bombs in it. So... That's all you really need. You don't yeah. know how many. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of you more... didn't find because they blew up. You know, you don't know, but the fact they weren't really focused on searching all the cars in the parking garage for bombs. The fire department was focused on getting people out of the building and going up and trying to put out the fire. Right, right. Can you hold and that? A thought? lot of them were halfway up and died in there. But the police were once they found a van. They took it out to the Church of Dades for the bomb squad to deal with it, and they they set up another um, place in the Meadowlands that, that 
a store it used to be like sold sports equipment and well on that day it ended up becoming their little headquarters for these vans and but then the tower collapses so it's like well can't you know now it's impossible to figure out what was in there because it yeah you, know, you just got yeah, a yeah. massive right. building and debris and it went underground and yeah gotcha, gotcha. So that all right hold that. that thought we got another call here one second please hello thanks for calling low value mail appreciate your patience who am i speaking with fucking christ you have quarantine yeah i see how many times you've you called know i've been calling for like i know you've been calling fucking. i know you've been calling uh you are on with ryan go ahead all right. danny yes. danny i fucking love you this guy's a fucking tool bag First Why of all, because he like he's, he's a CD guy. What was he? Six? He was sixteen when the towers came down. Twenty-two. What does that matter? What does his retard. age matter? Talking shit about Dave Smith for no fucking reason other than business. oh, I have a fucking reason. You didn't listen to it, did you? Guys, I don't That's want this right, to be a right. fucking podcaster sure. drama. Listen. Like I'm friends right. with Dave Smith. Right. I'm trying to I'm be not, like I'm he's not sixteen. A no, I'm not I mean, a podcaster. Twenty-two. Listen, my turn to talk. Right, I called in. I mean, sure, but I mean, I'm obviously, he's the, the, Ryan's the yeah. guest here. I asked him to come on the show. I didn't well, know you this open was gonna be up fucking... with fuck this guy, so fuck you. Yeah, I didn't know this was going to be like you know, a WWE kind of why thing. you live in Asia. All Wait. right, I'm, I'm just going to let him go. Sorry about that. I'm not. I'm not... <laughs> Dude, you got some fucking. <laughs> All these guys know I would beat their fucking ass. All of them. Man. The little Tower Gang, Daysmith, all of them. I could knock them out in seconds. They talk so much shit from far away, and they're little fanboys. Eat a dick. I figured out 9-11. Not those assholes. All they do, they're professional trolls. They do nothing but go around and harass people online. They'll never amount to anything. They've added nothing to the conversation except, well, Dave has. I'll give him, he's, he's a good plagiarist. Those others don't do anything. All right, let's take, let's take another call here that I'm certain will be less uh, <laughs> less adversarial. One moment, please. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Yo, what's up? Hey, what's up? You're on. Give me one second. And uh, you are on with Ryan Dawson. Go ahead. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I have a general question. Uh, I went to the store for like 10 minutes. You guys might have brought this up. But uh, the $3 billion, I mean $3 trillion, uh, that was announced the day, like a day before, two days before. And then they say that the Pentagon. Yeah, $2.3 trillion. My bad. Um but yeah, and then uh, just like any any info on that, and then was it the Pentagon office that blew up? Was the accounting office, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. So, what that's from Donald Rumsfeld, and he does. Everyone misquotes him, and I hate defending Rumsfeld worse than I do Silverstein. But he didn't say two point three trillion dollars was missing. He said two point three trillion dollars has not been accounted for. That's not some missing piece of the budget. That's the entire budget. Yeah, that's what like he means more than not accounted. Yeah, because the defense budget was probably seven hundred billion. Yeah, that was more than so. the United States' entire budget for the year. That's the entire thing. And what he's saying is, we've had a series of NDAAs, the National Defense, where they're spending, you know, five to seven hundred billion dollars more when they go to war in Iraq, obviously. But uh, the accounting meant. How much of this money, because we know how much money we spent, went to the Navy, how much went to the Army, how much went to the Air Force, and how much was on policy in the 17 intelligence organizations? That's what he wanted. And, and the goal was to create the Department of Homeland Security to kind of act like a bridging network between all these other entities 
to to centralize it, the, the computation of how the money was divvied out, which branch got how much, instead of just saying the Department of Defense gets whatever many billion dollars. They're like, no, no. How much for the Army? How much for the Navy? How much? Because what these people do with Lottery Martin is look at the F-35, for example. That was $1.5 over a series of years. Not all in one year, obviously. I, yeah, but I grew up like... like up oh, well, if the I Air Force the gets one, the Navy gets one, and now the Army needs one. We need the F-35A, F-35B, F-35C. And so they'd all argue and bitch about anytime there's a new fighter jet or whatever, you need a version of it for each branch. And so they want to know, well, here's the allotment for the plane. Now what is it for each of these different divisions and da da da, da. And that money was accounted for. And they still were missing money at the end, but you're talking about single-digit billion, not... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that was a bit of just like a, a misnomer because you see that brought up a lot, the $2.3 trillion. And it's just, yeah, it's just and the naval office it, is like, what got yeah. hit. Like he was basically and saying our accounting systems are all siloed. So like we don't know what's going on with all these other ones when he was talking about like literal accounting, not like, well, they asked him about it. And he said what I just said. He's like, yeah. no, unaccounted doesn't mean like, oh, we're not, you can't no, not even not even Victoria Newland could go. Oops, two mil, two trillion is gone. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, insane. That's the entire United States budget like at the, that year mm -hmm. or something crazy like that. Um, any, anything else, caller? Uh, no, thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good night. Uh, thanks, you too. It's a good question, though, because it's a common thing. Like, ooh, they're missing money, and then they blew up the ability to trace it. Right. Because and the fact that it was, actually, the day, it was on the 10th, right, that he gave this press conference. The accounting office was in Building 7. The, the ONI office in the Pentagon, a lot of it had actually been moved to other parts because they were re renovating that part of the Pentagon. So it was actually the best place to hit to do right. the least amount of damage. Right. But Jeff Prager wrote this book about this slush fund and this is the missing money and gold. Da, da, da. Loose Change talked about giant Fort Knox type gold vaults in the basement or something. It's not true. What about so? What about Larry Silverstein? Because obviously that comes up a lot. Um, uh, yeah, like, they're like, why do you get insurance for terrorism? I don't know because terrorists attacked the World Trade Center in 1993. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, of course. But it's weird because he's on the phone with Netanyahu all the time. He just didn't happen to go to work that day. Um, Is it true his family, and, like but, none of his family went to work that day? Silver, yeah. So, well, I mean, I can't imagine his family's working. I mean, yeah, they, exactly. Like the, they don't. They yeah, don't they own do. stuff. They don't. What are you going to do office and do what? You know, like yeah. you own the building. Um, he did try to collect double insurance to say, well, it was two attacks. But they told him, no, he did get a payout for insurance, but not for two separate attacks. Well, why not attempt it? You know, I mean, look, he's a greedy billionaire New Yorker that, of course, he's going to act like that. But they told him no. But what happens is he, the guy's a piece of shit. But Alex Jones clipped this piece from an interview with Silverstein saying we we decided to pull it. And he's like, oh, pull it's an industry zone for controlled demolition. But they didn't have time to do that. So. They must have had that set up before 9-11. It's inside job. Da, 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 da. Wasn't it a firefighter? If you listen, if all the, well, all you have to do is listen to the whole thing instead of what Alex Jones cherry-picked. He said there had already been so much life al lost already, meaning all the firemen who died in World Trade Center 1 and 2, that we made the decision to pull. And we pulled out and watched the building burn. The pull meant pull the operation we're not going to fight this fire 
because when we were fighting the other fires, the buildings fell down and killed us. And a lot of people thought Building 7 might fall. And when it did fall, none of them were surprised. The firemen are on tape saying, that one's next. Yeah. Because what Alex Jones does is he shows you pockets of fire on the 22nd floor at 9-something in the morning, ignoring the fact that even though it wasn't hit by a plane, it was hit by another building. But he doesn't show you the south side of the building or the missing southwest corner. Every single floor was on fire by five in the afternoon. And it, that's what fires do. They take down buildings. You're like, what? It fell straight down. What would you like it to do? Fall over like a tree or something? That's, that doesn't happen. Like, yeah. It fell. And wasn't there some sort of issue with the water? With, like, the access Gravity to the water? pulls down, not diagonally. I mean, it goes down. Now... That doesn't mean there weren't also truck bombs in Building 7. I mean, you had them in the other two, so it's reasonable. Even without evidence, it's reasonable speculation to think, well, there could be something down there. But irrespective, you don't have to blow it up. If you let it burn, it's guaranteed to fall. If you decide, yeah, I don't want to risk your lives to any more firemen, screw this building, and you watch it burn, the inevitable consequence is it'll burn and burn until it falls. Yeah, especially if there's if there's no... Uh... Uh, you know, attempt to put it out. Right. right, right, and there, and it's like that's happened before, and it's so funny because the nine eleven cookers will own themselves. It's all from Alex Jones to like the Madrid building in Spain. Yeah, the Madrid building in Spain. Let's look at it. Everything above the twenty third floor did fall, but everything below it didn't. Why? Because they had hoses that could reach up to the twenty second floor. Right. And I but guess the truck steel, bombs is the steel it, building did collapse. It yeah. also happened in Iran with the Plasco building. They're always like, no steel buildings out from fire. I'm like, yes, they do. And they have since then too. But whatever. They just they want to believe there's a bomb on every window for some reason. And it's just not even necessary. All you have to do is take out the relay pumps and fire will do the rest. And all you really have to do is blow out the bottom. The thing is when you do blow up a building with demolition, it's from the bottom up and the towers fall from the top down. Yeah. Yeah. And so you but, could rig it like that, but why? Almost like those buildings have people in them every day. You can't just walk around putting plastic explosives on the walls and stuff. And like unless they you. built them into it or something. Like originally, From the yeah. very beginning in the 70s. We, right. Yeah. Which no, that sense. didn't happen. All right, we, we got another call. One second, please. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Uh, one second, man. Uh, all right. You are, I think you're on with Ryan. You're on with Ryan. Go ahead. Hey, man. Did I, didn't I tell you? I called in. I told you he'd be coming in. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one or two questions. One, like, yeah, one, like, you know, line nine to three and all that stuff. Uh, obviously, you know, Larry Silverstein. But one interesting thing is, uh, things like FEMA. Uh, like FEMA, so everyone wants to talk about like you're there they the did, day before. You know, uh, they did mil- Everyone talks about oh, they did exercises with military aircraft, at the Air Force, and stuff like that. The days leading up to, but they also did FEMA exercises in the ports, and they say they locked the doors upstairs, which is interesting. That was the first thing I want to bring up, and the other se- uh, second thing I want to bring up was, are you familiar with Barry Jennings and? And I'm only bringing yep. this up because we're talking about the towers and we're not talking about the rest of the World Trade Complex. 
what the Barry Jennings heard was the other tower falling on World Trade Center 7. That's the kaboom mm -hmm. he's talking about. And as far as drills, that, that actually is true. NORAD really did have a, a drill that was similar, and they were confused. Is this real or exercise? And FEMA was in New York the day before uh, the event. And they'll say, oh, what a coincidence. I mean, possibly it's a coincidence, but it's also like when you have the vice president refusing to shoot down the plane and you have the CIA and the FBI ignoring information from informants that were telling them that there's Al-Qaeda operatives in the U.S. and they're going to flight schools and they're playing, that maybe they had them there in New York because they knew it was coming. Right, like they oh, it, they right. knew it was coming on right. the 11th, and they just were like, "But we want to let this happen." Not the people at FEMA, but the people that decide, "Hey, right. get over here." They, yeah, the people who get the intelligence and then decide to decline to act on it because they're actually wanting this thing to happen, is is what you're saying? Yep, yep. Well, I mean, yeah, this all just points to uh, intentional negligence at the highest levels. I mean, yeah, yeah the negligence was the plausible deniability. They do goddamn well because the CIA had followed two hijackers to an Al-Qaeda summit meeting in Malaysia where they spent the night with KSM, whose nephew attacked the World Trade Center in the past. They knew where they were living and they knew they were going to flight schools. They had the Bajinka plot plans from Ramzi Youssef to use commercial airliners to hit targets. They knew he'd hit the World Trade Center in the past. So it's not rocket surgery to think, gee, maybe these guys going to flight schools are going to use commercial airliners to attack the World Trade Center, which they hit last time. Huh. And yet, did they do a sting operation and swoop in and arrest them before they even left their apartments? Nope. Did they share this intel with the FBI? Nope. But then the FBI is just as bad because they had an Iranian informant that had told them detailed information about the plot and that they were already in the United States. And this guy named Mike Fagali at the... DC office refused to act on the information. Now, no, it that. is possible yeah, but, uh, that that is just extreme incompetence because it is the government after all. But it's also possible oh, I wasn't that saying incompetence. they knew. I was just saying yeah. negligence. Yeah, it's negligence. It, it, can't, it could be just like, oh, too many things going on and that slid under, but Man, <laughs> I think the most, got... I think the kindest, I think the kindest charge you can put against a government, like if you have like the heart of, you know, an angel built to federal gold is like, oh, they're guilty of manslaughter. Like their intent, their actions led to, you know, a disaster. Yeah. But I guess there's yeah, some they... idea that they could go do these war like you know they could go invade these countries as long as they just allow this to happen though so like at what point are they I mean, clearly they lied about iraq it wasn't mistakes it's not like they actually thought they had those weapons or anthrax or any of that they knew it wasn't true so it i don't think it's like just negligence or just incompetence they were actively deceiving the public so they could go to a war yeah which is something they've obviously done many times before so it's not like true i mean that's not even like that's they knew the signal intelligence did not show Gulf of Tonkin that they did not fire on our ships. They knew you get a long list of things. They knew they were supporting the Contras in the eighties in Iran Contra and yeah. lying to everyone and say, no, we're actually against them while they're training them and bringing drugs into the country. They knew they lied about the babies on incubator stuff in the first Gulf war. That's what that I called it about. Tomo. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, they lied about that too. <laughs> and so it's just like, there's, there's lots of that. They lied about Assad gassing his own people in Syria. That didn't happen. They lied about Gaddafi. They, they're lying about the Ukraine war. That was, there was a Maidan coup and we were responsible. And that, so it's like, oh, but they're not lying about 9-11. They just got caught with their pants down and they're just really suck at their job and Al-Qaeda got one over on them. No, no. They were willing partners. They greenlit that. And the Saudis and the Israelis wouldn't dare without uh, a thumbs up from the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, they all, it's also trifecta. interesting. It's interesting you bring up Israel. Do you think that, are you familiar with Israel and their Samson option about like deploying their worldwide yeah. nuclear weapons? Yeah. Do you think they might have... Uh, Can you just tell people what that is that? for people that, that don't know what that is? This oh, basically yeah, what, if so they're like invaded is, yeah. or something, they'll nuke the world? So, yeah, so the Samson option is... Uh, the name of it is based on the biblical character Samson. He was captured by Philistines and brought to court. He pushed the pillars aside and dropped the whole roof, killing himself along with the captives. Uh, the plan is if, if Israel is i call it israelite but whatever you call it uh is invaded by neighboring arab nations and western nations do not respond they have predestined nuclear uh missiles uh for everything from moscow madrid rome madrid uh paris just like all London, over yeah yeah just all, all over, over yeah yeah so do you think uh they had any like because i mean it, it is still like holding you know the opposite of a carrot over the America's head, like, hey, if you don't comply, you know, we could just drop this M80 well, on you. Europe's got its own nukes now. The real Samson option is not um, nuclear Armageddon. The real Samson option now is blowing up the Alaska Mosque and blaming it on Christians. That's that. That'll be the new because one. That, you, that's the... you have all these Muslim refugees already in place. If they blow up that mosque. They will blow up Notre Dame and every church, and you'll have they'll have their holy war. And who would want Muslims and Christians to fight each other? Who I wonder. Hmm, hey, hey, think. Hey, hey. <laughs> and I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave you off with this. That thing you said it kind of reminds me like I always felt like you know I'm an immigrant to this nation. I always felt like the there the federal government there is gonna be a federally nationally instigated race war. I ain't nope. I ain't, I'm joking. Oh yeah, but I just want to leave you on this note. Um, I know about the Toe Channel because of uh, Gas Digital. And Ryan, I want you to check out uh, this stand-up special, 30 Minutes with Dave Smith, presented by Gas Digital. You guys have a great night. <laughs> a lot yeah. of comedy fans I'm here. not watching it. All right. All right. We got another call. <laughs> thanks for coming on, by the way. Uh, hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, Danny. What's going on, bro? This is Chris. Chris, how's it going? One second while we patch you through. All right, you're on with Chris. Chris, you're on with Ryan. Go ahead. Maybe we should elect a Jewish comedian for president like they did with Zelensky. That turned out great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Spicy show. There's I I always say this. There's never gonna be a Jewish comedian, but it's always gonna be the or never gonna be a Jewish president, just the president's boss. Um, anyways, go ahead. Oh, damn. Okay, (laughs) Kanye. All right, go ahead. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? What's up? Um, so quick question. So I call in every now and then, um, and I uh, I ask about what people's thoughts are on the ritual aspects of certain things. 
Uh, I called in when Burmas was on talking about his thing, and not necessarily do I agree with any of that. I look at other things. So I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on or more of like the cultic ritual and symbolism of bringing down the towers and how they did it. They just wanted to knock out the financial and military centers in the United States, which were WTC and the Pentagon. Um, as far as occultic people, I'm sure there probably are some sick fucks out there that want human sacrifice or whatever, but mainly right. it was to uh, replace the Cold War with war on terror and go to war with Israel's enemies. Yeah, I mean, it's, literally, no, like, it's, that, a, different, that, it's a different world since that's happened in terms of... 100%. It was a paradigm shift. It was it was 100 percent, you know, it was meant to, to change the world and to bring in, you know, the technocratic surveillance that they're able to do. But like you're saying, you're t this mm -hmm. is what I do. So I look at like the numbers aspect, Ryan. So he's a big Gamache. When, like guy. I'm with is? you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, so what like when you're saying that, you know, about the Pentagon, it would make sense. The Flight 77 would hit the Pentagon because it's on the 77 Meridian West. It's 77 feet high, so it, it would make sense for the ritual. So I'm with you that they did use planes because I believe that this was ritualistically taken. You know, the, the Pentagon started construction on 9-11 in 1941, the year of Pearl Harbor. Here's a weird you know, one for so, you. There's Flight 93. Yeah. They attacked the World Trade Center in 1993. In 93? There's Flight yep. 77. You have the 7-7 bombing in London. There's Flight yep. 11. There's 9-11. And they have 175. Yeah, with bringing down the 11s. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like I said. will be. But you, you can play number be? games. You can, I can do that with a Mother Goose story. Yeah, you can, you can do this with a lot. Right. The, the Gamatria stuff. Like, I, I, I get it. It's really fun and interesting to do this stuff, but it's like, but I could do this with an Iron Man comic. Yeah, the thing is, is because everybody now, uses it as I always say this to the caller, but I'm like everybody always uses it as. But I go, but there's no predictive ability of this. You can't use this in advance to predict something. It's always after the fact. Let's 175 turns out to be the next thing. Well, you got to <laughs> figure out. Like, well, oh, tell no. me what that thing is now, and I'll be impressed. Yeah. What do you think it well, is? Well, okay. Well, let, let me let me just let me just see if I can blow your mind for a second. So George Floyd. Okay, who was killed in the Twin Cities in May under the time of Gemini, which is the twin. His name, you know, you write it out in Gematria equals 9 11. And what, what, what do you what mean the time? Time did the first plane hit? No, no, I say when, uh, when George Floyd was killed. He was killed in, in May, which was Gemini. And so he's oh, killed the in month, the Twin uh, City. Zodiac. Oh, the, the month when he was in the Zodiac, yes. Um, yeah, he wasn't his killed. name he equals 9 11. And so how long did the police have his foot on his neck for? Eight minutes and 46 seconds. When did the first tower hit? At, what, what time was it? Was it 846? 846. Yep. It was 846. And that was the exact amount of time that George Floyd had, you know, I'm putting in quotations, that it was 840. They, they held him under for eight minutes and 46 seconds. In the Twin City, in the time of Gemini, and his nine, his name equals nine eleven. I'm just saying they will run these rituals through name numbers with other things. A equals one, B equals two, C equals three, oh, B adding equals up four, numbers, and so okay. on. Equals to nine hundred eleven. Eleven nine. Right, right. Uh, one hundred and nineteen. One 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 nine, which is nine eleven. You know, what which did, is eleven uh, nine. 
What number is George Fentanyl? He, he's got to run it. Th- he's got to run it through the algo. He's got to. He's got to run it through the George uh, Fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have my computer with me right now, but I was just curious to see, you know, if how Ryan would, you know, if he put any, any type of if those kind of things hold water with him. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I love but the show. I mean, I I feel like Thanks, that's really interesting. That if it's eight forty six, I thought it was eight forty five, but eight forty six is when the first plane hit, and that's about the time that uh, what's his name, Chauvin knelt on Floyd. Yeah, I guess. That's pretty neat. But all right, we got another really fun one somebody did with the movie Back to the Future and all the 9/11 references. It's really good. Yeah, they have but a lot. But the thing is, when you when you talk about numbers, especially as low a number as like 9 or 11, or especially even worse when it's like 3 or something, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You can find it all and there was a, and there were three of those and then there's three of these and the da, 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 da. It just isn't that big a deal because you can take any story almost and find this stuff. I remember there was there, there used to be this um, there was this book that was like really popular in like the nineties called like the Bible Code or something, and it was this like rabbi mm-hmm. and he basically was like, oh, the Bible like whatever predicted all this shit, and then someone was like, you could do this literally with any book, like any book could predict JFK's assassination or whatever the fuck if you like. Have enough I love the letters. one where it's like he was driving in a Lincoln and uh Lincoln was killed and JFK was killed and he was killed in Ford's theater and you know and a f- and he's in, Ford yeah, yeah, on the Warren Commission and blah blah blah. Like um, all right, all right, <laughs> we got another call. We'll, we'll thing- please. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, I'm George. How are you doing? Hey George, one moment, please. Oh, Ryan's still talking. Uh, all right, you, George, you're on hey, with Ryan. Hey, Go maybe ahead. that's oh. evidence where we really are in a simulation. Because listen, <laughs> there's Hurricane Lee, yeah. Cat Five, and it's going to hit the Northeast, predicted on Saturday, which would be the anniversary <laughs> of Van Beetum. <laughs> there you go. My, uh, you, well, you want to know this? Hey, my, pro, my producer for my other podcast, real. <laughs> Ryan, my producer for my other podcast is the great, 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 great grandson of Robert E. Lee. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Wait. I went to school with him, or his jo- brother. Who, Johnny Glover? No, his name, his name is Robert E. Lee. He oh, went no, no, to no. Uh, VES. No, he's uh, Virginia, Virginia John, Johnny Glover, but it's like in the family tree, it says like great, great, great grandfather or whatever, somewhere, whatever it is. Um, anyways, caller, you're on with Ryan Dawson. Go ahead. Yeah, I, and I, I'm serious. I would love to, uh, Ryan, how often do you come to America? Um, I was just there in August. You're not gonna threaten to fight him, are you? Were you? Oh, one yeah. No, I want no, and I and I'll, I mean this. No, I mean this cordially. Don't don't hang up with me. On Ellis Mania, anytime, I would love to just have a good boxing match. Two rounds. Do you whatever. box? And it, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. No, no, not you, Ryan. Yeah, he's the train. Oh no, Ryan is not. Fighters, no, that's what I do. No oh, way. Okay. No, he's not box. <laughs> Um, uh, my students, Eric no way. and Stephen No, if you would, if you would, I just think it'd be, I think it'd be like core value. All right, I'm not. I hung up on him. People want to. Norman can't box either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too big. Well, you could. Uh... You can't box. You, you 230 pounds. Yeah. How yeah. are you gonna fight? There, there is a I'll fight at uh, Alex Stein. Alex Stein's fighting my friend Mike Harrington at. Uh... I love he's, Alex Stein, man. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. He's he's uh, he's been on the show before, but he's fighting um, this guy Mike Harrington, who's a producer at Gas Digital at uh, Skankfest. 
Well, not a skank fest. Sure fighting. Actually... That hope the trains. Yeah, yeah. They well, they were supposed to, were supposed to be in a couple of weeks, but Las Vegas is like so strict with all this shit. They wouldn't even let them have like a joke boxing kind of thing. And they're just like won't allow. Well, it, it is. So. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they you did it last year. Last people... year they were doing it where like they're just ten people in a ring and everybody's just like punching the shit out of each other, and it was part of this like comedy festival thing. Um. But uh, have you seen anyway. the one where it's like a wrestling mat and they're playing basketball, but you're allowed to tackle people and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Some they keep, they, they keep, something. yeah, they keep uh, introducing all these new versions of all these, all these things. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show up um, pretty shortly. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I definitely do. All right, we got another call, and then we're gonna wrap this up in a, a little bit. But but thank you again, Ryan. Hello, thanks for calling. Low value mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Danny, it's Format. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, Format? Hey, uh, one second. All right, you are on with Ryan. Go ahead. Hey, Ryan. Uh, so I hear you have a, a good number of uh, contrarian takes, too, you know, as opposed to what everyone else says about the 9-11 conspiracies. I was wondering, do you have, like, a like a documentary or some kind of – do you have, like, a list of the kinds of shit you disagree with? Uh Regarding 9/11, you know, with others, uh, is, 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 because I like to stay pretty accurate with my um, with my conspiracy theories. So if you got some kind of some kind of documentary or, or a list, a uh, playlist, or I whatever, have a documentary um, on what happened. Yeah. I don't spend any time to say it wasn't holograms and stuff because I think that ought to be common sense. But I have just a write-up called 9-11 Truth for Grown-Ups that goes over all the stupid stuff and why people should quit saying it. But as far as the movies I made, I didn't spend any time arguing with uh, donkeys. I just said what happened, and here's the evidence. And it's, there's one called War by Deception and another one called The Empire and Mass. But as far as on my website, I have a thing called 9-11 Truth for Grown-Ups. These people are like... There's no way aluminum can go through steel. And then I show them a video of a pumpkin going through a van if you shoot it fast enough. It's just, uh, it's endless. Because uh, it's like spending the time saying all the things that didn't happen will go on forever. Yeah. And there's always it's someone will always, like what people happened. are generally it, with a lot of stuff. It gets dumber and dumber every year. Yeah. yeah. Do weapons, holograms, mini nukes, all this. I've never even heard of the hologram. What is, what are people saying hologram? That's yeah, they one? think the planes are. They think it's fake. On that. <laughs> like, they think it was CGI or something. Where can we yeah. find uh, that on the documentary? Oh, mean? I just put um, a forty-nine minute clip on my Twitter. Is that Rye Liberty? You can watch it right there. And then, um, Rockfin has the R O K F I N. They have documentaries on there. And that it used to be on YouTube, but it's been erased from. Yeah, it's been. You're pretty scrubbed on YouTube. It's pretty crazy. Like I've been pretty much. Yeah, I had 15 years worth of stuff erased. I got kicked off Vimeo too, and I wasn't allowed on Twitter till this year. It's too large to put on Twitter. Twitter's only a 180 minutes, whatever. But you know, maybe I'll I'll just screen it tomorrow. I'll put one of them up tomorrow on Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Do you have a Rumble account? Yeah. Just rumbles, just Ryan Dawson, like all one word. Okay. And yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. I'll, I'll take right the short one and I'll take the three hour one and I'll, I will stream it tomorrow. Cool. Good idea. And yeah, I think actually Twitter changed it. If you have the Twitter premium where I think that you can go up to four hours now, I could be wrong, 
but I thought they you raised could, it, but it's, but it's eight gigs, so it's like you have to it, lower quality. Yeah, it was like I have the sub thing, but I think maybe they took my blue check away because I had to update my profile. Yeah, and anytime you mess with that, it disappears. So maybe I'm just in, like temporarily unable to do it. But I'll just gonna put it on Rumble tomorrow anyway. Yeah, it's so funny. This guy who like was talking shit has been calling back like four thousand times. I'm gonna take one more call, not from him. Um, and then we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. All right. Hello. Thanks for calling. Low value mail. Who am I speaking with? Oh, sorry, format. I still you're still on. I forgot, dude. Hey Danny, it's Chris. What are you saying? Chris, how you doing, man? Uh very good, second. very good. One second. I'm gonna patch you through here. Uh, and uh, it's too late for me here. All right, you're on with Ryan. Go ahead. Last caller of the night. Chris. Hey, Ryan. It's Chris. How's it going? Good. Hey, just a quick question about 9-11. Do you believe at all, Ryan, is one of the theories that you kind of don't subscribe to, I guess, is the no plane theory, or have you ever looked into that, I guess, extensively? Is that the hologram thing that we were just talking shit about? Uh, not necessarily. Like, I mean, yeah, holograms a little bit, but a lot of the stuff we saw on TV and a lot of those fake videos had nothing to do with holograms. It was just a bunch of bullshit made up for to put on TV, right? Wait, so, are you I mean, saying that there was never any holograms. planes? Not a goddamn plane. A lot of, I, lot of I bleep. Think, a lot I, I of don't even think, I think I know Ryan. This is what I deal with all day long. <laughs> this is what I deal with. The message wow. is like, I'm right, just right. trying to tell the people. Yeah. So I think no, yeah, I hear you, Ryan. Like, listen, it, this, this is a lot, a lot of people say it's a well. full display. <laughs> it was planes. gotcha. I hear you, right? Yeah. 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 No, he's like just trying. I don't to be think like, that person was serious. They started laughing at the end. I think that was a troll. Maybe I don't know. Is it, it no, a troll? It, it, it actually wasn't. No, it, I swear. So, oh my God, it isn't a troll. <laughs> so you're a liberal. No, God, far from, far from, a man, be, far from. Are you a drug addict? Because you can't be that stupid naturally. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you saying, I hear you saying. He's, he's Canadian. Is it weed? Like, like Is it myself. weed? How much? It, it does not involve weed. It does not involve weed. But right, listen, right, I, uh, it's funny. Uh, there was one night I was in your chat, I think, I think it was on Cozy, where I made a little comment about your hair, and you banned me for it. I just ban everybody on Cozy. Anybody that has Groiper in their name gets banned. No, I'm Groiper. I'm definitely not a Groiper. It was just a quick comment about your hair, and you were not happy. <laughs> I don't I don't think you have a problem with your hair, uh, but you, you don't were like, like my oh. hair. Well, it was something about your hairline, and you didn't like it. And But no, I, I, I probably like didn't you and your covers. All right, thanks, caller. Man, you're right. You don't like my It's like, well, we're talking about 9-11 today. Let me comment on your hair and your eyebrows and whatever else, like your appearance. <laughs> like, get a fucking Dude, life. I got, I got some more. Nobody right. gives a shit what I look like. I'm married with three kids and 45. No yeah. one gives a fuck. They just want to hear what I have to say. Agreed. You're like, well, I, like, okay, <laughs> let me go get Kate Beckinsale to relay this information to you. Um, all right, that, that's cozy, the show. All, all Cozy ever does is talk about race realism all day and then yeah. adds in a couple crisis king. And so I'm just like, just ban everybody. There shouldn't even be a chat. That probably pisses them off the so lowest. much, too. They're that not the lowest. The lowest is the GDL, but they're the second lowest. Yeah. Nobody's lower than the Goyim Defense League, which I'm convinced <laughs> is the ADL. Because you 
you you couldn't create a gift that gives more than that. Than the, yeah, yeah, they're fucking, they're pretty nuts. Um, all right, tell people where they can find you. Where's the best place, uh, just to find you all all your work? ANCReport.com and uh, Ryan Dawson on Rumble. Let's see, and I have a Substack. Rumble, yeah, Rumble.com/slash Ryan Dawson. Okay. We just uh, did a 11 hour and 29 minute stream on September 11th. Okay. So you, they can go check that out there. Um, all right. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, uh, you coming on and, uh, just, just, uh, you know, answer some questions, man. You got a lot of fucking trolls though, dude. You got people yeah, who are just, you're like a fucking, like this mag- is, you are this a is magnet the thing, like, for that shit, dude. Oh, I, I have to put up with this crap all day. I get the Zionist on one side, the racist assholes <laughs> on the other, all the nine 11 kooks hate me. And then it's like, how come you wouldn't give me a, a super guest? <laughs> I've never done anything for you in my life and trashed you for months. Gee, I don't know, because I think you're a useless faggot and I'm not going to help you with anything. <laughs> All right. Ryan Dawson, everybody. Thank you very much for taking the time out. Uh, no after show. We'll be back next week with Mike Patterson. Have a good night, everybody. New episode of The Bathhouse tomorrow night, 1030. Good night. Up, nigga, that just means I'm working. They see me as a leader, so that's why I'm Captain Kirkin. These tracks from the stars, that much is for certain. You can feel this hit if you up or if you hurt. I'm raising my stock, not talking my feet, it's some burkin. Number Johnny Five got a fucking short circuit. Bring the track to life when I spit phenomenon. When I hit, she feel that shit at her abdominals. These rappers make me laugh like comic view, they comic through. You know I got a ball out, I hit the track running just like Sonic do. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. They was trying to get me on my hype shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. And they tried to down me up some KO type shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. Now we pulling up fresh on some flight shit. Ha. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. They was trying to get me on my hype shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch. Yeah. Now they tried to down me up some KO type shit. Yeah. They don't want to turn on my light switch.